0: It right that time. <laughs>
1: Nice job. That was a very quiet one. That was, uh, was a little little. Well, of course, they're small cans.
0: Yeah, they're very thin cans. Um, I oh, guess we should say welcome, welcome to movie boners. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to movie boners, where
1: we just talk at each other randomly and forget that you're here.
0: <laughs> I think that happens. I think that's a common thing with yeah. a lot of podcasts. So. You
1: know, I was thinking the other day. I was like. Should we do the like whole intro thing and always explain who we are and what we're we doing? We haven't
0: done the whole intro thing yeah, for a while. Now. I know.
1: And I kind of like it. Like I kind of am annoyed by podcasts that are like, they take 30 minutes to get through. Here's all of our social media. Here's how you should review us. Here's I, all the, I, if they want to, they'll do it.
0: Yeah. And I, I like how we've been doing it with the very quick at the end where it's almost like we've forgotten to do it yeah. and then remember suddenly to which like, oh ac- yeah, go do all that stuff.
1: Which is accurate for us.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's on brand. And, as I, they and say. I think
0: everyone knows who we are at this point. Yeah. If
1: you don't. If this is your first episode, this is pretty much what it's like. Yep. <laughs>
0: Go to the website. You'll see our pictures and you'll learn about us. Yeah,
1: we have a dope new website, (laughs) movieboners.com. I guess I'll do a little bit of an intro, movieboners.com.
0: I think that's about as much as the intro as we can do.
1: Just a small plug.
0: Bam. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's try this random mystery beer. So
1: I'll set it up a little bit. Set it
0: up, and then I'll try it. So
1: today's episode, Dustin had the brilliant idea (laughs) to just do a random 10. A ran- so we've been doing top tens. This is just a random ten episode. So we had like uh, just a website that you can put in like what's what uh, subscriptions do you use like Netflix yeah. and Hulu and
0: yeah like every subscription there is yeah Disney it had
1: everything and so you can just check all the boxes and then say spin the wheel and it'll find random movies. For Did you.
0: yours? Uh- did yours, like, just start repeating the same four n- movies? No. Okay, mine did, and that got really annoying, because I <laughs> needed one last one, and yeah. it just started telling me all these, mo- like, the same four movies mm. that I, A, either own, Yeah. well, I guess own slash C, have yeah. seen already, so I was like, the fuck is going on, I just need one that I haven't, <laughs> like, because the idea was to watch, yeah, ten random
1: movies we've never seen
0: but especially ones that we've never seen or
1: heard of especially
0: heard of knew anything about yeah so my 10 I didn't read the description of any of them mm-hmm. and I I also ended up getting I'll be up front <laughs> I'll be honest yeah I kind of cheated a little bit on this one mm-hmm. because at first the the app was working great or the website was working great it gave me some very interesting movies uh maybe interesting is the wrong word for them, but <laughs> i know what you mean um but it was working great and i was like hey mm-hmm. this is fun this is in like woohoo but then it started it got real obsessive with the like egyptian movies and- oh really <laughs> yeah and i was like the fuck is this?
1: it kind of did a similar thing to me where i it gave me two different Australian movies. Okay, but I watched them both. I didn't know at the time. I guess
0: I watched one Australian movie,
1: and then it gave me two different Japanese movies, and they were so similar that I also kind of cheated <laughs> on my my second one. I swapped it out for one that was still Japanese, but different enough that I thought that it it was allowable. <laughs> it,
0: yeah, I uh, with it it went overboard with the Egyptian movies. <laughs> And, uh, I tried to watch one of them and <laughs> the rest, I was like, <laughs> um, I don't know if I can survive another <laughs> one yeah. like that. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's fair to say we probably mm-hmm. both cheated a fair amount.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Just, just a little bit, just it, a little bit. But I think that it's, it, I mean, it's still in the spirit of the game, which is I made sure to I'd never heard of it. Never yeah. seen it.
0: The ones that I did end up watching, I made sure were ones that I knew nothing about.
1: Yeah. And I wouldn't have seeked it out or wanted to watch it unless it was for this.
0: Yeah. There was one on on my list that I was like, I remember hearing the title, but never bothered to look into it, Mm -hmm. which you're probably going to give me some shit because it stars someone who I'm a pretty big fan of. So you're you're probably going to give me shit for it, but I knew nothing of this I have...
1: I had one that was kind of like that also, and then I had like two movies that I would say are legit movies that it... have actors you know and directors you know and stuff. Um, yeah, it's kind of a similar story. My,
0: yeah, mine was mine was kind of. I mean, you know, actors in every one of mine, but. I don't think anyone's heard of majority of mine, so. okay. or at least I didn't. Yeah. I had no idea these existed. Yeah, that's kind of the fun part. And, and it, I, I'm curious how this goes,
1: and I'm curious what the listeners think. It could be kind of fun to do this.
0: Randomly? Re- yeah, uh-huh.
1: randomly or <laughs> regularly, like yeah. once a month or whatever. I don't know. Right. It'll be interesting to see. It,
0: it was. I was pleasantly surprised that... Most, all of mine really had at least a couple actors in it that I was like, I know that person. Yeah. And it also really opened it up to me of like, I don't scroll Netflix or any subscription <laughs> enough yeah. to realize that, like, oh, there's a lot of these movies that, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. So to bring it back to the beer. But yeah.
0: So let's get back to the beer.
1: I had the thought earlier in the week, I was like, I should do a themed beer. Which we try to do and try sometimes. Yeah, but it's it's getting harder to do (laughs) with different themes. But I was like, I should just find the most random, most weird beer I can find. And then I wanted to get your reaction when you saw it. I don't know if you know that it exists or not.
0: I'm a little nervous, but a little excited. So we
1: opened them at the beginning, but I wrapped them in white paper so that we couldn't see. Dustin couldn't see what it is yet. Right. And so it's does, like a
0: thick white paper. You whoa. can't even see, like, through the light. I know. I'm, Which much I'm not going to lie. I tried to, like... <laughs> can
1: I? <laughs> yeah. No, I knew you would. That's why I made it very, very well done. See, I'm nervous, though, because... So I was going to let you look at it, because I feel like it's kind of a dick move. It could be anything. It could Do you be
0: want a, me to drink it first and then look at if it? If you're
1: feeling brave, you can drink it and then look at see, it. See,
0: it's... I'm, I typically feel brave, but it's you, and you like to <laughs> fucking troll me it's on not, this thing.
1: <laughs> it's not it's up to you oh my god it's not that weird I mean I bought it at the store I didn't add anything to it it's a normal beverage well, that human beings
2: well I know you didn't beings...
0: add anything to it we just opened I know <laughs> so it's, it can't be that bad okay I'm just I'm in the spirit of the episode I will try it before I see what the label is I'm also
1: going to try it I know what it is but I I'm curious what it tastes like
0: I'm kind of nervous that the paper's just gonna slip off and the can's gonna fall out <laughs>
1: yeah then you'll have to look at it after you taste it oh that is. What
0: the fuck? So. Okay, I'm looking at it. You should look. I'm like, okay.
1: The second part of this story. <laughs> the second part of this story is once I got it home, <laughs> I realized it's not actually beer, even though it was next to all the beer, and it's from a beer company.
0: <laughs> it's <just> fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so.
1: It's. It's PBR hard, <laughs> hard coffee. coffee. <laughs> I was like, I was very surprised when I saw it, that PBR Paps Blue Ribbon made a coffee beer. I thought it was like a like a coffee stout beer because it was next to all the beer. And so I was like, that's interesting. And then I brought it home and I was like, this isn't beer. There's no beer in it. It's right? Just, like it's coffee. It's coffee with alcohol. It's like it. it's like those espresso. It's
0: it's like oh what episode was it do you remember that early I, morning episode yes yeah. where i ordered the coffee and the guy drowned the creamer in it <laughs> yeah which i'm not a big creamer fan yeah that's what this reminds me of but with a bite because you can definitely taste the alcohol in it <laughs> i want to say it was the romance episode we did early in the morning
1: and we had coffee instead of beer no
0: was it oh was it romance or was it drama
1: it was in the first like five yeah somewhere in there
0: It's not bad.
1: It's not bad.
0: I think the funniest thing is that it's PBR.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) PBR I associate with very cheap beer pong beer. Yeah. And not a fancy hard coffee that they're trying to rebrand The can
0: is fairly fancy. So I thought that they were
1: trying to go for like a a craft, like compete with craft beer kind of thing. Like branch out from pale weird beer. But
0: this is even more fitting because... We happened to, at the time of recording this... Ugh,
1: I tasted more of the alcohol this time. <laughs> right?
0: Like, it's... You can taste the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're kind of recording this a little bit earlier in the morning than yeah. usual. So the fact that we're sticking with coffee... Yeah. <laughs> coffee, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> right. Now, first thing that went through my head when I saw the PBR ribbon, you know, mm-hmm. the logo, was like, this is so fitting for this episode, because it's like, not bad. Yeah not great (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna like yeah make it a point to seek this out yeah exactly
2: (laughs) it
1: works on all levels
0: i say bravo sir golf clap and it's yeah
1: it's different than our normal episodes (laughs) because it's it's so random oh man even accidentally a little intentionally and mostly accidentally right
0: but it's it works great
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know how you ordered your list. I Uh, ordered them in the order that I found them.
0: That was what I did. I did not. I didn't try to list them in like, which one did I enjoy the most? Cause I I already know which one I enjoyed the most. I didn't put them in any order except for (laughs) this is how I watched it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, (laughs) it starts off very crazy Mm -hmm. and it, uh, it, I don't want to say it ends crazy, but it's, I think I need to revamp what I watch on like Netflix in general, because mm. some of it was like, um, <laughs> none of mine was a feel good list. <laughs> I'm just like, this is okay. Yeah. Well, except one. I've got a, well, no, nah, I mean, I've got one that. That's... The way you keep
1: describing everything pretty much just sounds like how I feel about my list. It starts very crazy, ends pretty pretty much crazy. <laughs> and yeah, there's not really any feel good parts. Well, I actually take that back. I have one very feel good movie in it.
0: Yeah. There was I have two. Well, one that I actually made it all the way through and then I'll I'll mention the one that I was like <laughs> cannot do this. <laughs>
1: I only had one that I hated the experience of watching. (laughs) Right. And so, but I did finish it. And ironically, it's the one I cheated in order to watch. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Because I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'll watch this other one. It'll have to be good. No. No. The the worst one of the bunch. So let that be a lesson, kids. Don't cheat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or pay the consequences. Uh, Do you want to go first? Sure. I went first last week.
0: I'll kick it off. All right. So um, the first one that I watched... <laughs> I've never heard of or really. There's a stream service called Shutter. Okay. Okay.
1: I also found a new streaming service because it was just free. Right. And there were commercials, but I could watch it for free. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think I'm gonna have to check out Shutter more because mm-hmm. I guess it's primarily. After I watched this one, I I kind of looked into it. It's primarily up my alley of like. Oh, wasn't it like horror? It, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah. So uh, before this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've heard the name Shudder, but I've never paid any attention to it. Yeah. I think I'm going to after this, because I was like, well, if they have the mm-hmm. genre primarily, then yeah, I need to check this out. Especially going into the spooky season. Right. Woohoo. hoo <laughs> <laughs> um, So the first one, and I, I genuinely laughed about this, because right out the gate, I was given a Nicolas Cage movie. Nice. And I'm like, <laughs> and not like pre-2007 nicholas cage like post 2000 <laughs> <laughs> so crazy yeah <laughs> uh the first one out of the gate for me was a movie called color out of space never heard of it okay it's it's based on a, a h.p lovecraft short story okay about aliens and <clears throat> color and it's fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> it's, It's not bad, yeah. but it's bad if you're expecting, like, something cohesive, and Mm -hmm. it's so fucking weird. It's hard to describe how weird this movie gets, but, yeah, yeah, the color scheme of it becomes a big, like, Mm. a big point to it. Uh, Nicolas Cage plays a dad, so it's, like, this family that own this farm. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're, he's obsessed with alpacas, I believe. its He's got like six alpacas. And the whole movie, he's always yelling about the alpacas. Okay. And then he's very like, if he's not freaking out about alpacas, he's like very quiet and just kind
2: eh, mm-hmm.
0: of, oh, I love my wife. Showing oh, that I Nicolas Cage range. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there is a scene in this movie where he goes, full cliche nicholas cage (laughs) and it was that moment i was like yes i love this movie just for that scene not a bad movie super weird it's it's aliens it's uh it's like a really really quickly written version of kind of like elements from annihilation okay kind of ish um
1: that also has interesting color elements
0: right But Annihilation's very, like, drama-based and very, you know... Very slow, too. Yeah, it's a great builder. Yeah. This one is very just like, um... (laughs) There. (laughs) I didn't hate this one, though. Uh, I enjoyed it. And it it really made me, like... I think I want to watch more Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I haven't yet, but...
1: (laughs) Kind of interested in your description. I might have to watch it.
0: It's definitely an interesting movie. It's... I did not regret the hour and a half that it was. When it ended, it was like, mm. yeah, yeah, I could watch that again. I enjoyed it.
1: That was, yeah, that was definitely a perk of, I think all of the movies were about 90 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, that a was a very minutes. short movie. I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
1: right. All right. Uh, so my first movie, I, so I did the whole random thing and I would write down the name of whichever one came up. And then I did kind of look at what it was okay, and as I was like finding where to watch it and everything and this one like from the get go I was like okay we're in for a weird <laughs> wild ride in all these movies if this is how the first one is and so th- this movie is written and directed by Andrew Overtoom, who is the creator of Spongebob Squarepants
0: oh my god
1: And please tell me it's like a super depressing. It's very dark and weird. And it makes me wonder if children should be allowed to watch Spongebob. Oh, no. Like, I've never really watched it. I've only seen little bits of it. But I'm like, it makes me question the content and quality just based on this movie. (laughs) So the movie I watched was called My Life with Morrissey. Okay. And it's about this chick. Who's, like, an obsessed stalker fan of the musician Morrissey, the lead singer of the Smiths. Yep. And, like, she's super stuck, like, obsessed. She has, like, posters all over her room, and she sleeps with the Morrissey pillow, and she talks to the posters, and, like, makes out with the posters. And she, like works at this weird place like a tv station i think and there's a lot of really weird people there so it's like super low budget super independent super weirdly poorly written like just, just 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 like spat out a bunch of stuff like trying to make her as weird as weird as possible and making weird decisions yeah she showers in a bathing suit for some reason i don't know why that is um I think it it all just kind of cements that she's not right in the head, okay? And the journey of the film is she's just increasingly obsessed with Morrissey and then she's so she's going out at to like bars and stuff trying to meet him where he, she thinks he's going to be or play and um she <laughs> she ends up like Meeting him eventually or meeting someone who she thinks is him. Okay. And I think that he is him in the movie, but it's not played by Morrissey. It's played by somebody. Um and and <laughs> he drives her home and she freaks out and she throws up on him and then she like completely just unravels after that, like she's blowing her only chance. And she starts like obsessing about like going into delusions of like believing that they're, they were on a date and they're going to date again. And then it just builds up and builds up and she ends up like going and planning their wedding and wearing a wedding dress to work and just going absolutely insane. (laughs) And, and there's a, like a really weird part where she kind of gets molested or raped by this band of, lesbian ne'er-do-wells they're like this what like the fuck? and one of them's in a wheelchair and it's a very weird messed up movie and at the very end written by the guy who does written written by the creator dead. of spongebob squarepants written and so at the very end she ends up in a mental hospital and that's good um <laughs> and she just kind of after that whole descent into madness she seems like she's kind of getting her life together and well she ends up living like in a cardboard box and a cop picks up the cardboard box and puts it on the back of his motorcycle and drives off with it which is very weird I don't know what that means
0: how does that work I don't know motorcycles are not that big to hold She you can't pick up a box with
1: a person in it and put it on (laughs) I don't understand but so they end up at at the she ends up at the mental hospital and she seems like she's cured she's doing great And then she, like, pulls a photograph out from under her pillow and, like, kisses it and says it, like, kind of pets its face and loves it. And you don't see who it is. And then she, like, so she kisses it and then she, like, hangs it on the wall. And the camera zooms in. And it's Steve Buscemi, of all people. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I give this movie about a 2 out of 10. I do not recommend it.
0: (laughs) So I I wrote it down when you said that it was by the creator of Spongebob and that it made you question whether children should be allowed to watch this. So I'm like, well, intrigued. Uh Everything you just said. Yeah. Makes me want to not go and check this one out. I do
1: not recommend (laughs) it. It was, I couldn't tell if he was trying to just be weird and edgy or if it was actually like trying to be sincere and there's an actual like thing wrong i don't know what that is
0: that's a great thing to bring up because i had a couple on mine where i was like i think you're trying to send a message or you're trying to mm-hmm. be like are you or are you just so desperate to be artsy independent which i will yeah. say the entire list mm-hmm when i had to skip all the ones that were like no i i know that one yeah i even it even gave me movies that we've talked about on our little show here oh yeah and i was like the fuck are you doing No. <laughs> don't you listen to the podcast <laughs> right <laughs> like, i know this one um but it was very independent heavy yeah very independent heavy yeah there's a lot which oh. wasn't a bad thing
1: no i like independent movies it's just that Of all the movies out there, a very small amount of them
0: are really good. (laughs) But it, it, like... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I'll actually try to watch that one with it. It was going okay, and then, like, you... The cardboard box!
1: It's almost so insane that it's almost worth watching. (laughs) But it...
0: But it's just not... It's also not. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Well, the next one that I watched, this was the one. I think I enjoyed this one the most, Mm -hmm. maybe with another one. I mean, there were two on my list that I was very much like, I thoroughly enjoyed at least two of these movies, not Mm -hmm. including color out of space. Yeah. Although I did enjoy that one, but that one's so fucking weird. (laughs) This one is very straightforward. Um. It kind of, rem- so it's called Win It All. Win It All? Yes. Okay. Um. It reminded me kind of of the movie Rounders. Yeah. Do you remember that one with yeah, Ed we're... Norton and uh, Matt Damon? Yep,
1: Matt Damon's a poker so this movie.
0: kind of reminded me of Rounders. It's a, uh, so it's a movie about this guy who is addicted to gambling. Okay. And he goes to like private poker night tables. Mm-hmm. Uh well he gets he has this friend who's going to prison who gives him this duffel bag and he tells him like I'll give you ten thousand dollars to just keep this in your home don't open it don't do any of that and you're like well obviously he's opening that yeah. obviously this is going to like mm-hmm. there's our plot he just <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh, so obviously he opens it and there's a shitload of money in it so he starts using that money to gamble because he's addicted to it um the star of this it's jake johnson he's from new girl yeah
1: i like him a lot
0: so i only know him from new girl or let's be cops yeah
1: which if you haven't seen
0: let's be cops you should it's hilarious i really
1: like him in safety not guaranteed
0: oh yeah i forgot he was in that one yeah i forgot about that movie
1: that's a good movie great movie that is a great movie. a great yeah. like subtle sci-fi movie
0: yes um but he's the he's the main guy in this one so he plays the gambling addict okay uh it's just it was like uh it's a real interesting movie because he his character is forced to like quote unquote sober up from that lifestyle yeah. he's forced to because he He gambles away too much money and he Mm -hmm. can't get it back. So it's, he makes a bad choice and has to like kind of pay the repercussions for it. Uh real interesting drama. I know it was listed as a comedy (laughs) on Netflix, but I'm like, this is not that funny of a movie. This is actually a pretty sad movie. (laughs) Well, I shouldn't say sad, but it's a very, to me, it was heavy on the drama, Mm. not on the comedy, but I would genuinely recommend this one It's a. it was really well done you can tell that it's an independent movie you can mm-hmm. tell like very tight budget mm-hmm. <laughs> you can tell but I enjoyed it it was a cool movie and after I watched this one I was like hey mm-hmm. maybe I'll get some normal shit and then I got the third one and we'll get to that in a minute
1: <laughs> alright uh, my second one is is an, about the first of the Australian movies oh okay and it was the director of the movie. It was his debut directing thing. Wow, all right. And the guy that wrote it, he is his first writing credit. He's primarily an actor. He Actually, he's been in... He was in Hacksaw Ridge. He was in Riddick. He's Ray Shaw Ghul in Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. He's in like a bunch of stuff.
0: Oh, I can see his face, but I have no idea what his name is. Yeah,
1: and he actually plays one of the characters in the movie as well, but he wrote it. Um, I don't know if this is... So the movie is called Outlaws, generic title. Yep. Um, It's about like a motorcycle gang. It's basically like discount um, that show with the motorcycle gang. Sons of Anarchy It's basically discount. I'm going to agree with
0: you. I don't know what you're. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's
1: basically discount Sons of Anarchy in Australia.
0: Okay.
1: Um, And I don't know if this is accurate, but. Box Office Mojo said that this movie grossed (laughs) $58,652. Watching the movie, it's like well shot, well lit, well edited. There's a lot of people. Everybody has a motorcycle. There's guns and costumes and props. This was not a cheap movie to make. (laughs) So how you made $58,000 on it is beyond me. Is
0: that... Are they like... Including what people pay for their subscriptions that this movie is streaming I don't know. on?
1: I really don't know how that's calculated. <laughs> I don't know how Box Office Mojo works. Um, But the, so the most, the biggest actor in it, I would say is the, there's like a main guy. He is like, um, he's like, so the president of the motorcycle club is in prison. Okay. And so the main character is like his second in command is kind of taking care of the club while he's away and he's trying to expand it, like bring in more income, bring in more guys and all that stuff. His girlfriend is probably the biggest actor in the movie. It's Abby Lee. She is um, one of the models in the neon demon. She's in Mad Max free road as one of the, one of the girls. She's the prostitute in office Christmas party.
0: Oh yeah. I yeah. totally know who you're talking so about. She's, I hate that. That's the one that I was like, Oh yeah. But she's hilarious at yeah. office Christmas party, so it's true. She's really good <laughs> in that.
1: I, I like the Neon Demon a lot too, and so I I liked seeing her again in this. Um, but it's it's weird. It's kind of I guess it's just generic. It's it's I didn't dislike it. Uh, there are again weird sex things in it. So two out of two so far. Um, so the, the the president when he's in jail, obviously, there's a point where he's having sex with a dude. And you can't really tell if it's. Did you rape. Just
0: say like obviously at I mean, the beginning it, of that statement? He is
1: in prison,
0: so obviously it's the...
1: a thing that happens in prison, Dustin.
0: I, <laughs> but the way you worded it I've was never very been, like,
1: and I hope I never. I go. did not
0: take that as an obvious thing, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I I was I I shouldn't say obvious because I was surprised to see it <laughs> for one thing. But you can't tell
0: really if it's rape or not, or if it's just like. A thing um is it like one of those weird awkward sex scenes where it's all neither character quite takes the lead on something
1: no there's um, definitely going i mean i on. probably shouldn't
0: inquire more into no, it no you should let's just
1: um but the the extra weird part is so later on the he gets out of prison and he comes okay. back and there's a whole conflict of this other the small the like second in command guy wants to um well he's been trying to build the club up and so he's kind of made a deal with a rival club to like work like get work with them and um but they also kind of double cross and they say because the president doesn't want to go through it so he's like no we don't need them we don't want to do anything with anybody else we're just gonna stay ourselves like create our own success and so the rival club is like well you have to or we'll kill your brother and his brother is a little bit. I think he has a brain injury from like a motorcycle crash or something. He's a little slow, and so he kind of is forced to like challenge the president for his control of the club, I guess. And so, so when the president gets out, I kind of got sidetracked there. The pre- I was going going back to the weird sex stuff. So stop going to the weird sex stuff, James. I I, the movies come to me. I don't <laughs> seek them out. So. When the president gets out, they have, like, this big, like, party. And there's, like, uh, a new guy. And he's, like, he gets initiated. They, like, beat him up and stuff. And then he's, like, in. And they, like, at the club that they own, like like, the bar that they all own and hang out at. Yeah. And then the new guy's cleaning up afterwards. Everybody's gone home. And he definitely does get raped by the president while he's, like, cleaning up. And it's very kind of uncomfortable and a little drawn out. And... And then, I mean, there's other random weird sex things that happen. I don't know if it's an Australia thing or just this. It's also weird that the writer of the movie is this president who keeps raping people. So I don't.
0: The more that it what people can't see, the more you were describing that, you could tell when like you were remembering the weird sex stuff mm-hmm. from it because your brain, I could see it in your face, man, where you're like, maybe this was not this is oh
1: yeah maybe I should move on
0: (laughs) so outlaws huh the
1: (laughs) the end is kind of cool because there is like a like a shootout and um a bunch of people die like it's pretty pretty direct and brutal about nobody like really gets away with it yeah um and so a lot of people die and that's kind of cool but (laughs) yeah I wouldn't watch it again
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) um that's how I feel about this one. <laughs> so when this one popped up, it kind of like rang a bell, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went to like find it on Netflix and actually watch it, obviously when you select the movie, mm-hmm. it tells you before you even hit play, like, here's the cast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, it's got Alison Brie in it. I love Allison Brie. Perfect. And She's the main like actress. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, so the third one I was given was Horse Girl.
1: I'm uncomfortable already from the title.
0: Um, <laughs> This movie. Everybody knows horse girls are weird, for one. Well, this one is weirder. Okay. So it starts off as very, I mean, again, you can tell so quickly. And, like, right off the bat, oh, this is artsy independent. Yeah. It's got, like, kind of... Uh, the coloring of it is a little different. It's like mm-hmm. slow close-ups, no music on the slow close-up. you know, all the, it hits every box on an independent film. It just does. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it starts off with like, she's this socially awkward woman who works at a craft store and you're kind of trying to piece together. They give you hints to her background that you're like, Oh, something happened in her past. That's not, like good that it's mm-hmm. it rejected her on a different pathway than what she was probably headed on uh she's like best friends with this woman who has a brain injury okay and that was one aspect of it i was like oh i can't wait to see that develop more and then it was like one scene and you're <laughs> like the fuck <laughs> but <laughs> but i was like i mean the first half i was like oh this movie's like this is an interesting drama, you know, she's fighting, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell like a little depression. And then and then it goes from the socially awkward woman to paranoia over being a clone, to alien abductions, what? to time travel, what? to it, And you're like What? What? <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching this movie Really fucking early in the morning one day, like I had made my pot of coffee. It's like five in the morning, and I'm going, "Well, I might as well just watch." When I'm right here, <laughs> and this was a fucking movie I'm watching. I'm like, "You're like, is this me?" Right? So when it when it turns, and it just turns. I mean, it's hard, right? There. It, yeah, it, it's like, did I miss some big clues at the start of this? I don't think I did because it's very. Mm -hmm. It's a quiet first half, and it, oh my God, this may, I mean, when it takes, I shouldn't say takes off, because it maintains the same pacing, Yeah. even when it brings all this really weird shit into it, and you're like, this is just, (laughs) and it's not a rape scene, but it has a fairly prolonged, loud sex scene in it. And you know, you're watching it early in the morning, and vocally, I'm like,
1: vocally loud or fo- fully vo- loud?
0: Vocally. Okay. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, this is way too fucking early for, for a roommate. <laughs> right. And I'm like, my roommate just woke up. <laughs> like, oh my God.
1: Justin's in the living room watching gory porn again. Um,
0: apparently. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it... when it turned to the weird stuff, I was like, I mean, I like weird shit like that in movies. Mm-hmm. I, I think it can be really fun. This one just...
1: Yeah, you saying that was like... Piqued my interest all of a sudden. It's,
0: right. So, I mean... I didn't... I probably wouldn't watch it again. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I am a fan of Alison Bree, But I'm probably not going to watch this one again. <laughs> just because when it ended... I Like, it just ends.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just got up and was like... The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: That's another thing independent movies do where it's like, and done. (laughs) Right. And you're like, or they like leave you hanging or something and they think that's like clever.
0: (laughs) Right. And you're like,
1: no, you need a little more. It
0: works for some movies, but sometimes we need an actual conclusion to something. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This one was just, uh, yeah, I'm sure tons of people enjoyed it. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, it just, oh my God. I think had it like been a little better at hinting that kind of direction or whatever yeah maybe a little, little more uh palatable is that the right word yeah i don't no. think that's right word. that sounds right to me okay but yeah just the like the sudden how the fuck did we get on to paranoia about clones yeah. like <laughs> when that shows up my oh, wait no. <laughs> what the fuck do clones have to do with this movie interesting <laughs> yeah yeah so horse girl
1: Okay, uh, my my next movie is the first Japanese one on my list, and one that I was actually really excited to see. So it was the the first Japanese one that came up, and uh, I'm not like I'm not averse to foreign movies. I don't mind subtitles. I've, I mean, I've watched tons of kung fu, really right. old, like all Jack Chan movies, all that kind of stuff. Um, and this one actually piqued my interest because the there was an IMDb trivia thing about it that I assume is true. I assume most things I read are true. Um, And it said, so my, I guess I should just say the name. My next movie is called Lady Snowblood 2, Love of Song and Vengeance. And the IMDb trivia said, along with the previous Lady Snowblood, this movie served as one of the main inspirations for Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2. And I was like, well, shit, that sounds cool.
0: Sorry, I was in the middle of swallowing a big gulp. Is this what? So we had a reader or a reader? We had a listener (laughs) comment on us after our Tarantino episode, and she had said like, "Hey, Kill Mm -hmm. Bill." Yeah. Not exactly based on, but was like inspired by. It may be. I should go back and look at
1: that message. I don't remember what
0: if that. I wonder if that's the one. That's interesting, though.
1: Yeah, and so it was. I watched Lady Snowblood two, which is the sequel and without any context i actually do want to go back and watch the first one because i did like this movie uh, it's from 1974 so it's pretty old but i i don't know if the version i watched was has been restored but it looked really good like okay. compared to all the other movies that i've been watching <laughs> um it looked really really good and you can definitely tell all of the like inspirational parts to tarantino like the well the shots are really neatly structured the blood is obviously there there's a lot of the lead character is a a a lady i don't know what happens in the first movie but she's kind of getting the opening of this this movie is she's kind of still being chased by the police and kind of tired out and stumbling around i assume she went through some shit in the first one (laughs) and um She ends up kind of like fighting them for a long time and then gives up and gets arrested and and gets taken by the police. And so the whole movie kind of follows her and she's a badass assassin. She like kills tons of people really easily. Mm -hmm. And so you can definitely see like uh, analogies to the bride for sure. And it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because it is kind of, for a Japanese movie in the 70s, it takes place a lot earlier i think it takes place around like 1905 or something oh wow after like the russian japanese war or something and um and so it's it for a japanese movie from that time frame or about that time frame it's it's kind of anti-imperialistic in a way okay so the 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 government and the police that arrest her and everything they're all very corrupt and they're all very authoritarian and they um they just like do terrible things to people and they extort lots of people. And she kind of falls in with this guy who's treated by the government as like this obvious bad guy. They call him the anarchist. And he, he's just a guy that has like, so he has a, a document, a piece of paper that has like transcriptions of a bunch of the government officials conversations that kind of, if it got out to the public, everybody there would be like an uprising kind of thing yeah and so they're tr- trying to he's kind of trying to protect that he's kind of he had like a, a resistance group but a bunch of them got killed and buried in like a pet cemetery which is a cool scene and uh there are kind of like flashbacks that are all in black and white and that's pretty Tarantino yeah cool yeah. um so there's there's a lot of really cool things I really like what they do with the blood in the movie it's very bright red paint kind of blood. Oh, but it okay. looks really cool, and especially when they like do it in water, it looks really cool. And so I'm, I I was into this movie. It was a really cool movie.
0: I will have to check that one out. One and two, not just number two. Yeah,
1: I, st- I need to go back and watch one. It's I, pretty neat.
0: I got rid of my note to watch the Morrissey one. Good. And replaced it with this one to watch these. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you definitely should. I was going to say, I don't understand the ending. Oh, okay. And so maybe I, you have
0: to see part one to understand the ending
1: maybe I think it might be a cultural thing because oh. so one I of mean, the, don't
0: tell me the ending one of,
1: okay <laughs> it involves a guy getting stabbed but instead of blood coming out water comes out
0: what? and he,
1: he still dies I don't I so that's why I think it's a cultural thing I just maybe I just don't know what that means but it was cool
0: okay so. I did scroll back on those messages from our listener who had yeah. it. Yes, it is Lady Snowblood. Oh, that's pretty... What are the chances of that? Yes. This
1: isn't even the one I cheated on.
0: <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That so is we, cool. I really want to go back and watch Well, now movies. I
1: believe the IMDb trivia more. Yeah. I thought I was just projecting that it did seem like it could have inspired him, but I believe our listener more.
0: All right. Uh, so the next one I watched um it it wasn't bad it wasn't good it was just kind of it was fairly standard Mm -hmm. this one i would probably watch again but not actually watch like it'd be one if i couldn't pick something i'd probably like if it popped up on my watch it again because my netflix is going to be loaded with (laughs) oh my god yeah your (laughs)
1: algorithm is screwed (laughs)
0: yeah it is i can't wait for it to go away after (laughs) six months but um So the next one I was given is called malicious. Okay. It is, uh, it's a horror movie and it it, pretty standard horror movie, nothing. in it was anything Mm -hmm. new, creative. It was very like, okay. (laughs) It was like, it was a weird combination of Annabelle and possession, which not too many people have heard of possession. It was, uh, I can't even remember what year it came out, but it's got Jeffrey Dean Morgan. His daughter finds this box that you can't open Mm. at like a yard sale. And then because the movie won't go anywhere, if she can't (laughs) open a box, she somehow opens a box, releases this Mm -hmm. demon. Well, malicious is that movie, but not (laughs) (laughs) malicious is all about like, so that, It's this husband and wife who move to this big old home, and her sister gives them a homewarming gift, and it's this box that she can't open. Yeah. And she's pregnant and super horny. There's, like, okay. (laughs) What is up with this algorithm? I don't know. But... I'm looking at the rest of my list and like only a couple of the movies I watched did not have weird sex things in it. Mm. And that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is no. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it actually kind of made me think, all right, some of these writers, like, are you just writing these movies so that you can like see some boobies yeah. on set? Cause if that's the only reason you're trying to make this, you should <laughs> not make these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's a whole nother industry you can get into. <laughs> yeah. Use
1: <laughs> like, your talents
0: where let, they belong. Let, let's leave Hollywood alone.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. Um,
0: but anyways, it, it wasn't a bad movie. It was just like super predictable. Super.
1: So it was like a supernatural goat. like de- it, Yeah, demon. it's like this
0: demon thing that uh, latches on to pregnant women. Oh, uh. And you have to trap it in the box and you have to do like a whole ritual like a to trap it back. Thing. It, without the laser beams, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's nothing on it. And I watch a ton of horror. Mm-hmm. So I didn't hate it just because I was like, oh, it's, a, it's horror. Yeah, I tend to enjoy even bad yeah. <laughs> horror movies. But that's when I was like, okay, it's 90 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, it could be on in the background. There's a couple fun little things that they do that I've seen in every mm-hmm. other horror movie, but mm-hmm. it's always fun to see them. But yeah, for the most part, I was like, all right. And I, I recognized a few of the actors. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you where I knew them from, okay. but <laughs> it's like, all right. But yeah, it it was like <laughs> when it ended, I just kind of had that. Meh. All <laughs> right. I'm going to watch something else now. Nice. <laughs>
1: Uh, My next movie is the only wholesome one on my list that I alluded to earlier. Oh! And definitely no sex stuff in this one. Because it's a Disney movie.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) So it's That that doesn't necessarily mean there won't be weird sex things in it.
1: That's true. So, and, but I I was pretty comfortable with it being a Disney movie because Disney definitely knows how to make passable movies (laughs) right that every movie they make is not the best but not bad and so and and
0: i i always have to give disney credit though because like every movie they make well every hit they make yeah is like half of the time it's better than the live action normal like big budget stuff we get and you're like how does this happen but (laughs) sorry go ahead
1: (laughs) yeah this is one i don't think was a hit it may have been straight to the disney channel but uh, it was a high school musical too no it's called college road trip and that sounds like <laughs> something with like alcohol and sex well, I was gonna and say, drugs.
0: They, they made a movie about a road trip in college called road trip no. in the 90s and this is, is specifically
1: not college road trip and it's very wholesome it has martin lawrence and raven simone in it martin lawrence plays a police chief who is a super overprotective dad And his daughter is raven Simone, and she's in high school about to go to college. And she needs to go, like, he wants her to go to Northwestern because it's really close to home. And he just, like, needs her around all the time, super protective, super controlling. And she wants to go to Georgetown for some law thing, which is, like, in D.C. and it's really far away. And so (laughs) through a series of events, he has to, like... They have to go together on this trip. She was going to go with her friends, but he wouldn't let her go. And then so he ends up driving her to the college to see it and stuff. And so, and then wackiness ensues. It's not that wacky, but there's a little bit of randomness. It's Disney wackiness. (laughs) Yeah. They're in this like police cruiser and they're like taking that to do the road trip in. And then they're on some like mountain road and get a flat tire. And he has this really cool like electric automatic car jack so he could just like push a button and it just raises the car like he puts it under the car but then he pushes a button and it like just starts raising it up but they're distracted because they're arguing and um actually her little brother one of the like little gimmicks of the movie is that her little brother is really smart and he is like a little pig that like lives with them that he's like trained and the pig is like uh, like weirdly smart, like supernaturally smart, like could be could be like uh, have a human's brain transplanted or something in him.
0: This sounds like a very typical Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so like... the pig does
1: does cute, <laughs> chaotic things. And so the, the little brother ends up like sneaking in the back and they discover that he's in the car at this point. And so they're like arguing about how to take him home. They need to make it to the college. And they forget that the car is being raised up and ends up getting raised up too far and rolling down the hill. Right. So now they need to find out how to get to to the college. And so they end up like taking buses and taking all these things. And so it's kind of like a, a road trip movie. Right. And, um, and there, I mean, there's a lot of kind of silly, I mean, there's a lot of like kind of silly parts in it, but it's, it's, that generally feeds very heavily on the Martin Lawrence's is, is super overprotective, um thing.
0: There's actually a so the moral is he has to learn how to let go, right? Yeah, have yeah. to learn
1: how to let go so she can <laughs> go to college and and Be her own she person. she is old enough to make decisions. And so he's like one thing is he like she goes and stays with friends while they're staying at the grandma's house because one of the stops along the way is to stay at his mom's house, and so but she's staying at a nearby sorority where her friends are and so he like sneaks in to check on her and then gets trapped under the bed when they come in and he can't let her know that he's there and then he hears her say that like like all these things about like oh i he it was really fun when he like listened to me and he really like i thought that he was understanding me and then but he needs to understand that i'm like i can take care of myself i'm gonna make good choices and so all this stuff he he has some like realizations so when
0: when he had his realization that the the did they do that shot where he's i'm assuming he's on his stomach yeah where he does that like heavy sigh with the somber music behind it of like pretty oh, much. i need to learn my lesson
1: exactly <laughs> exactly uh <clears throat> there is like a funny recurring thing there's actually a lot of other people in this movie so um Donnie Osmond is like one of the other dads, and he has like a that's really the
0: most random. <laughs> he, he
1: has like a really close relationship with his daughter, as they're doing a the cost tour, and it's kind okay. of like who Martin Lawrence like wishes that they were, or is in denial that they're not. I guess, and so um, that's kind of funny. Actually, his the girl who plays Donnie Osmond's daughter is one of the daughters in Last Man Standing. I don't know if you've watched that show, The Tim Allen Show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's she's Mandy, the like middle daughter oh okay. the original mandy they switch mandy's they did um yeah in the later seasons um but so that's really fun and then will sasso is in it he's one of the deputies that is like in it and th- there's just like a lot of like random people that's really funny but one of the gags is that like he'll watch nature documentaries constantly while it's just like chilling out and it's always like the family of gazelles are are Protected from the hyenas when they're all together, and the little baby is getting away, and the and and now he's in now she's in danger, and she needs oh, okay. she needs her dad, <laughs> she needs her dad around in order to like protect her, and then and the narrator's like, and now the baby gazelle has had her red head ripped clean off, and you're like, oh, wow, Disney, oh you're God. dark. So that was fun. I like that part, <laughs> and yeah, and it just kind of, I mean, it does the build thing where there's a lot of there's a lot of stakes but also no stakes where they're like they'll just they ended up on a bus with like a diving team yeah and they're like yeah we're part of the diving team just to like get a ride um and they discover it's a skydiving team and they have to jump out of a plane and all this stuff so it's
0: so then you get martin Lawrence screaming obnoxiously falling out of the plane
1: yeah they were i think they were tandem tied together and both screaming and um (laughs) so it's it's fun it's fine it's it was a passable it was wholesome wholesome movie it was a nice break from all the weird (laughs) ones
0: um so this was a moment on my list i i wasn't feeling too bad about like the spinning wheel you know Mm -hmm. had a couple duds but i also had a couple ones that i was like i i genuinely enjoyed those so yeah and then i got my first egyptian movie (laughs) Uh, it's it's called Miss Mammy okay. or something stupid like that. <laughs> uh, I made it 20 minutes into this movie. Yeah. And this is the one where my Netflix algorithm got all fucked up. <laughs> um, so it's a very basic storyline of a stuck up hot woman who looks down on everyone for not being on her level. Mm hmm uh she she wakes up in an alternate universe one morning and she's a mom of two mm-hmm. or three kids and a wife she hates that so she has to learn how to adapt to that and she you know mm-hmm. i didn't finish it but i'm assuming it goes the exact same as all this kind of storyline goes of like oh you learned your lesson to be a better human being <laughs>
1: it's like overboard but worse
0: yeah i i made it 20 minutes in and could not i mean <laughs> I know I said open water is like the worst thing I've ever seen, and I didn't even finish that movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Why was it so bad? It's so annoying. Okay. It's so characters, yes, every everything in this movie. I was like, Yeah. Oh my god. I don't I don't think I've been this irritated at a movie Mm -hmm. in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Like couldn't do it. I I just couldn't handle it. So I was like, 20 minutes in, I'm calling it. I'm just, I'm, we're ending this. So I, I spun the wheel again because yeah. I figured like, well, I have to watch one to yeah. actually count as my next one. Okay. <sighs> and then I got this stupid piece of shit. <laughs> it's called Girl on the Third Floor. I actually want to watch this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> because... CM Punk
1: is in yes. it. Yes, he's the main
0: character. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've downloaded. It. I haven't watched it.
0: Oh my god! I don't know. Since you, I don't. I it, fucking hated this the movie. The trailer so looks cool. I've seen the
1: trailer. It I, looks like a pretty crazy horror movie. Potentially, it's
0: a pretty stupid fucking horror movie. Okay, <laughs> I, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, go ahead and watch it. <laughs> it's got weird sex stuff in it. That's not my thing. Which, not... well, <laughs> according to this random spinning thing, yeah. It's very much our things, but it, oh my God, this movie, no one is good in this movie. Okay. Like there's not one redeemable character in this movie. Yeah. And, uh, as I was watching it, I, I, that was when I started kind of looking into it to being like, (laughs) maybe there's something cool that happens. Like maybe it's got a crazy fucking ending that redeems the whole thing.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So I didn't look up what the ending was because I'm definitely one of those people that tries to avoid, like the spoilers, even to bad movies sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh and there were a handful of people saying like, the ending's insane. It's super shocking. This is like grossing people out. And I'm like, at what point does this movie gross people out? And I fucking hated this movie so much <laughs> when it ended. I was like, I I don't. Maybe I should have finished that Egyptian one yeah. instead of this, but it was terrible. I think it's funny that you knew what movie this was, but I'm assuming it's because he used to be a wrestler. It's only it's, that, yeah. yes.
1: I that's the how I heard about it, and then I watched the trailer, and I the trailer legitimately looked cool.
0: So I never watched the trailer. I I just saw the movie, and I I would never watch this again. Yeah, but I'm curious. Go ahead and watch it, Jake, and then let me know how you feel about it. Yeah. Because I fucking thought it was stupid. Okay. (laughs) I hated this I already have it on
1: my list. I'll do a little homework and watch it. All right. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so my next one is my second Australian movie. It's from 1999. Um, And it's written and directed by a guy named John Hewitt who also produced it and acted in it and was the casting director for it okay so independent i think is a safe way to put this (laughs) right (laughs) um and there's uh he did another movie that actually i sounded cooler than this one that was about (laughs) three vampires in the streets of melbourne actually quote-unquote screwing and taking drugs so maybe that's maybe i'm actually gonna get into why this movie is also weird sex stuff so
0: (laughs) all right so if we're gonna make these random tens a thing yeah i wish there was a way to edit (laughs) like no weird
2: sex content
0: yeah
1: (laughs) um so my my movie is called red ball I don't know what it means. It never comes up. It never explains what Red Ball is. It. it has
0: a very uh, independent title then where you're like, what's yeah. the point of that name? It
1: may may be referring to something that has to do with Australian police that I'm not aware of. Because it's about, about the police basically in Australia. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> it follows a bunch of cops. Primarily this main cop lady. She's a detective in Homicide. Uh, she's friends with other cops. Most of them have left homicide because it's just too dark to like um, wearing on them too much. So they're in like vice and doing drugs and stuff. And so and that's kind of like the thing is that all the police are corrupt. All the police are um, kind of drunk with power. They they will find things like dead bodies and just decide like i don't really feel like doing the paperwork i don't really feel like dragging that in it's gonna be gross i'll just leave it i'll let like somebody else's problem kind of just stopped doing their jobs kind of thing and and then also like going above and beyond to like use their authority to intimidate citizens and all right. that kind of stuff to like the couple of vice guys that kind of force these girls to have sex with them by like they find a little bit of weed in their bag and they're like we can make this go away and it's very weird blow us yeah pretty much and then so it's mostly about police and police corruption and all that stuff there's kind of like a subplot moving things forward which is there's a serial killer um called mr creepy i think uh they call him mr creepy i don't know how he got that name okay and but he's a serial killer who's killing children and so it's a very dark movie for sure. And he might be killing and raping children because there was one of the bodies they found was a Vietnamese girl and she was definitely raped. Um, and so it's very all they do is like say he's back, Mister Creepy is back, and okay. so she's trying to figure out who this guy is. And the it's interestingly edited because. Kind of very frequently, like, between every scene pretty much, every three to six minutes, there's a black title card with, like, white text saying, like, saying weird things. I tried to, like, put it all together like it was trying to tell me something, but I, I got the impression that it's really just, like, the chapter for that scene, kind yeah, of. Yeah,
0: well, that's, like, I'm drawing blanks on examples.
1: Yeah. It but I've seen it,
0: that done in handful it's of It's kind movies. of like Tarantino...
1: But if they didn't have like the chapter numbers and also had just weird text describing
0: kind of what was about to happen. Is it kind of like silent films where they would interject with the dialogue?
1: No, it was it was specifically like between scenes where where like they'd be like, go to a video rental store. And so before they went there, there'd be a screen that said something random. And then they go to the video rental store. They'd have a conversation. They'd do an interview um. And then three minutes, three to six minutes later, there'd be another one. And they'd be somewhere, they'd go to somewhere else or go to to different cops. And it was like, it was
0: very frequent, which was the weird thing. So it was obviously like, yeah, very purposeful then. Yeah.
1: It wasn't like through acts of the movie, like three or four or five times. It was like lots and lots and (laughs) lots. But it was kind of interesting and kind of cool. And it did keep me engaged to be like, okay what did that say and how does that relate to what they're doing now yeah and um so So did it it
0: relate to what had previously happened or to what was happening i think it was
1: what was about to happen i think it was the opening for each of those scenes was was the title of it kind of or a title but it was all a lot of it was kind of just weird phrases or weird words Okay. Um, so that was weird um, but you end up figuring out at the end I wouldn't recommend this movie so I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it for you
2: um,
1: you end up like kind of figuring out that her partner has kind of known for a long time um, that the police chief is Mr. Creepy and so the kind of ahead of everything is the one who's actually like kidnapping and killing children and it's really um, awful and so she kind of goes judge dread on everybody. She's like meets him in a parking garage and she's like, you've been murdering these girls. The penalty is death. And she pulls her gun out at him and she's sounds gonna like shoot I'm him. Good
0: judge dread you know
1: yeah exactly the first one yeah. no no the, the remake <laughs> <And> So,
0: <laughs> no, no. everyone knew what <laughs> i was referring to and you agreed i win argument <laughs> I, over i we agreed it sounded like the good one carl urban uh, good job carl urban yeah
1: carl urban is great value sylvester stallone <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> now i'm picturing sylvester stallone as mccoy in star trek and that sounds funny <laughs> Okay. That sounds terrible. I know.
0: Sorry. <laughs> so I just had to the, brag so it but just, I wanted It that. got
1: pretty like I guess brutal at the ending. It not I wouldn't say it's good by normal standards, but it was it was fairly fairly raw and fairly brutal. Yeah. And fairly I liked I like kind of how it wrapped up. Um, it was tricky to kind of follow because their Melbourne accents were pretty thick. Um,
0: Did you have to put the subtitles on at one point?
1: I looked for subtitles and I couldn't figure out how to put them on because oh, no. I, I watched it on a free app called Tubi, I think. Okay, <laughs> that had movies, and this is the one I watched with commercials because it was free. <laughs> um, it was the only place I could find it, and so yeah, it was it was it was interesting. Okay, um, very independent, very weird, and <laughs> that's about it.
0: Uh i was not feeling too good going into the you know like having to spin that random wheel again (laughs) after After, the egyptian uh,
1: experience
0: after yeah the egyptian movie one and then the the girl on the third floor i was i will not lie (laughs) after that i I was like having this "This was a terrible fucking idea (laughs) like stupid (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and then i got this one it's pretty fucking good okay this is one i would genuinely recommend to not everyone but to a handful Mm -hmm. i think you would definitely appreciate this one okay um it's called irreplaceable you
1: this sounds familiar
0: so it's a little wonky of a concept uh it kind of parts of it reminded me of p.s i love you with gerard butler yeah It kind of has similar aspects. So it's about this woman. Her and her fiance are lifelong. Like they've been in love since they were children. Okay. And they've just, they've been inseparable the whole time. Well, she gets diagnosed with cancer Mm. and she spends her time, like her remaining time trying to plan out the rest of her fiance's life, especially when it comes to like a love life. So she tries setting him up on dates so that he has the perfect partner. So it's a wonky kind of like this is a stretch of a concept but the yeah. the execution of the movie I really appreciated it. It was I enjoyed it. Uh it's it's definitely one where I could see it like being a tearjerker for a good handful of people out there. Okay. I did not hate it. I was very shocked um it's got one of the guys from Game of Thrones in it. Okay. He plays the fiance. I can't remember his name.
1: Mm. Uh um, Who is he in Game of Thrones?
0: He was uh Danny's like right hand lover man guy. I forget yeah. his name.
1: Wait, the first time like the first uh, No, the recasted on. version. Yeah. Yeah. He's the he's the new husband in the invitation. He's also in what else is he in?
0: Uh Mikhail Husman? Hoisman? I don't, I don't fucking know. know. He's got a weird laugh. I've
1: seen name. his face a lot. Yeah. He's on a lot of good stuff. I like him.
0: Yeah. So I didn't when he popped up, he looks completely different than what cause I've only ever seen him in uh Game of Thrones. Yeah. Or I guess that's a lie, cause he was also in Haunting of Hill House. That's
1: right. He's the older brother in Haunting um, of Hill House.
0: And it took me off guard though, because like He's clean shaven in this movie. Short hair. Yeah. He's pretty quiet. And I was like, I know this dude's face. And then I, I was like, <laughs> that he's fucking from Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, but it, it's a real interesting movie. She goes to like the support group. Yeah. And it's got uh, Christopher Watkins in it. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah. Uh, it's got, so it actually has. A handful of huge name people mm-hmm. in very very small tiny roles but Christopher Walken was the biggest one he like becomes her kind of support group best friend yeah he's great yeah and he's definitely a very cliche character he's the old man who like I've seen it all
1: and he just he full of wisdom
0: it, yeah and he pulls no punches with her so he just when she's being stupid, he flat out tells her that she's being stupid. It, it's a very interesting movie. I definitely enjoyed it in terms of, like, just all around. Yeah. I think this was the best one that I watched. Okay, It didn't feel like an independent movie. It, it just felt like a very real kind of drama. And there's aspects of it, especially with the group, mm-hmm. that I felt... And I, I didn't look up any, like, fun tidbits like I usually do, which I was kind of shocked I didn't. But... <laughs> there's some aspects to this where it felt very personal all of a sudden where it was like oh i think someone actually experienced this
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it, like it's really neat when you can tell those moments in movies
1: yeah uh well, it lends realism too, to to it. it
0: yeah it i mean some of it felt very like all right that's yeah we we've, we've done this in <laughs> a million movies but for the most part this movie i I was shocked that I enjoyed it so much. I, I It was a nice redeeming factor <laughs> Yeah. after that. Didn't
1: totally, totally turn you off from.
0: Right, that. right. But I would, I would recommend this one in general. It's just, it was a well-written movie. It's a real interesting kind of look at kind of the the grieving process, not for the people around yeah. the person with cancer, but like the person with. Yeah. And kind of. Where that thought process can go when they're trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to set everyone up around them. It, Yeah. I would recommend it. It was pretty good. That sounds good. I would watch that. Um, my next
1: movie is the one that I cheated to watch and like you regretted doing so. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie that it gave me was called Samurai 2 Duel at itchie joji temple
0: it gave me that one too from 1967 i "I don't know
1: (laughs) it was it was a samurai movie from 1967 i was like this is too much like lady snowblood i'm gonna spin again and well actually no i take that back i didn't spin again there was like a list of kind of similar movies okay and there was one that sounded funny and it was newer and it had comedy in it and it was still japanese and i was like i'll choose this one instead Okay. And I'll feel like it's close, um, but different enough to be worth talking about. So m- the movie that I chose was called Samurai Cat 2, Tamanojo Goes to Ido. And... Hold on. It's from 2016. It's a comedy history movie. Did you
0: say Samurai Cat? Samurai Cat. As in meow?
1: Correct. Oh, no. There's a white cat named <laughs> Tamanojo. And apparently this is like a thing, like a big deal. So I watched the second one again, Tom, Samurai Cat 2. There's a first movie. Uh, luckily, Samurai Cat 2 is a prequel, so you don't really need to do okay. watch anything else at uh, first. But there is, a, there is a first movie, and apparently there are two, series, two seasons of a show on Amazon. So this is like a thing. This is like a thing that people like Samurai Cat and i don't know why cuz it sucks so <laughs>
2: this is the
1: worst movie yes. that i watched
2: <laughs> yes without a doubt the worst movie on
1: my list that i watched <laughs> is samurai cat 2 tamanojo goes to Ido. it's the reason that it's so bad is because nothing happens it's so boring and <laughs> So they they have just so they use real cats. Part of the reason I might be disappointed is because it's called samurai cat. So I was waiting for the cat to kill someone.
0: Well, right, I was expecting he never to, like does anything in full samurai garb.
1: No, he, first of all, he doesn't wear any outfits. So just a white cat. Okay. Doesn't wear any outfits. He's around Japanese people of that era. They're in the very traditional Edo era garb. Um... There are people with swords, but nobody is attacked ever. The cat doesn't kill anyone. The cat doesn't use a sword. It doesn't wear any armor. Um, And they, you can tell that it's like playing on the series thing that there are like, how you can tell it's talking about like how he got his name because the opening is this guy who's like, who's like, stumbles into a cabin because he was fighting against in the war and uh he's gonna die and then there's a flashback to he was like leaving the house and his wife was pregnant and they were talking about how what they're gonna name their baby so he puts like a note on the cat's collar and he's like take this to my wife and you can it's like the name that he wanted his kid to be right but it's a fucking cat so it just wanders around the forest like he's just sitting in the forest not doing anything has a little bit of blood on him obviously
0: (laughs) but it's a fucking cat
1: (laughs) yeah it's not like a magical cat or like where the cat is even a character the cat is not even a well trained animal where it will go and do things it just sits there and looks like a cat it sits still I guess is the only training it has and it'll get picked up by people and held by people and pet by people and but it mostly sits there and stares at the camera and so it's doing that in the forest. It's just sitting in the snow. And a guy comes up and finds it. And like, oh, what's your name? And he pulls the little, little piece of paper. And I was like, oh, your name must be Tom Nojo. And he takes the cat. And the cat never goes back to the w- lady whose husband just died. <laughs> I don't know what they named their kid. It doesn't matter. And so you end up with this cat just kind of changing hands from person to person. And okay. it's like a, a thing that's set up that it will it will stay with you until... It you don't need it to, or it needs to. Oh, I needs think to that's like an actual something. like
0: kind of cultural belief. I it think certainly that's, could be. I think so. I probably super <laughs> so wrong.
1: It, it stays with this like school teacher for a little bit, and she's like, "No, I hate cats." And then it kind of wins her over, and then um, it ends up in this like box that they're like putting things into to like gifts for the lord of their area mm-hmm. to like because their school is going to get shut down. So they're trying to like get him to help. And so they put a bunch of like vegetables and stuff in this box and the cat jumps in it and the courier takes it. And then there's like a thing where they're like, don't look in the box and he does they don't tell him what's in there. And so he thinks when he finds the cat that they were giving the cat to the Lord. Right. And then the Lord won't take it. So the cat has to stay with this courier for a long time. And the courier has like, the only courier they could afford is the guy with like the broken leg. Who's like, he got kicked by a horse and so he's really slow and he's just like hobbling along the whole movie. And so he kind of like becomes the cat courier cause the cat stays with him and he can't get rid of it. And so he just goes around delivering packages for people. And he actually like kind of becomes marginally successful cause he, they didn't like him at first, but when he became the cat courier, he had like a, a gimmick and yeah. they're like, okay, now you're he's cool. He's got a thing. Yeah. He's that guy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And so, and then he ends up like kind of being able to get rid of it. And then he learns that the guy that got rid of it too, doesn't like cats. And so he like runs back and there's like a, there's a run for us run moment where oh, he no. falls down and then he like gets up and he's like running. And then he like, he gets his like legs back kind of like he gets his legs back. Not kind of, he gets his legs back, but right. there's no braces or anything that comes off. He just <laughs> is healed magically. <laughs> And so he's running and running so and So maybe the
0: cat is supernatural, Jake. It could be. It could be for sure. Maybe you're judging this cat harshly.
1: I judge things that don't do anything very <laughs> harshly because I had to watch it for an hour and a half, sit there, <laughs> stare at the camera. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, It was kind of cringy, kind of very boring, very very PG or just very G I guess I wanted I wanted more I it says it's a comedy like a history comedy there's no real jokes in it I don't know why they call it the comedy
0: maybe the comedy was the cat does not go to the guy's wife
1: (laughs) she's gonna be so sad forever yeah so like you I learned my lesson to not cheat and just take the movie that I'm given Because I can't choose better.
0: (laughs) It was. Well, we said at the start, there were a handful of spins where it was like either I was having a hard time actually finding it. Did you have that problem, too, where it'd say, like, this is streaming here and you had to search it and it wouldn't be there. Yeah. I had that a handful of times. It seemed
1: like things kind of moved around where it was there when I first looked and then it wasn't there anymore. Right. And then I was like, so I would just like Google streaming, And that's how I found the, the one movie on Tubi. And I was like, i would never heard of Tubi, but I'll give it a I, whirl. I
0: have no idea what Tubi is. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, there were a couple of places I, I assumed like, I I, had I, to... I still wanted to do the movie. so I looked for it right. instead of just spinning again. But yeah,
0: I, I assumed because the Tubi stuff showed up a couple times and I assumed like. Oh, I'm gonna to have to pay for another subscription. <laughs> I don't want to fucking pay for a <laughs> <Yeah>. subscription. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I spun and then this one. <laughs> this one sounded promising to me at first. Okay. And then I watched it.
2: <laughs>
0: and <then laughs> so it's called Angel of Mine. Mm-hmm. I think this one was on Prime. Okay. If I remember right. I guess we should have said that like. <laughs> we had to watch yeah on a few different yeah sites oh, yeah so, i had some
1: on prime some on hulu some on
0: yeah i tried to stick with like netflix because i was i think everyone pretty yeah. much has netflix but there were a few i was like i can't find it on there <laughs> i think whoever said it was there was lying or yeah but anyway so angel of mine is the one that showed up for me okay um it's got uh Numi Rapace, which most people will know as the original Lisbeth Salander from the Swedish uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, okay. Um, or from the second Sherlock Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah. She's the fortune teller of the sister. Yeah. Um, so it has her, and I was like, oh, I like her, mm-hmm. based on two roles I've seen her in. Okay. And, uh, and then it has uh, Luke Evans in it. And I was like, I recognize him. (laughs) And it's got, I only know her from the TV show, Chuck.
1: Yeah. The Uh, the main girl. She Uh, played Sarah.
0: Strahovski. Sure. Yeah. And I.
1: Vana. Yeah. I know who you're talking about.
0: I thought. (laughs) I was like, man, she hasn't done anything since Chuck. So this will be neat to see. She's she's in in The the maids Tale. And I was like.
1: I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale. Christy loves it. Right. I've seen bits and pieces, but yeah, I didn't know she was in it. I was like,
0: hey, I like her. I did not know she was in it. And at first I was like, in my notes, I was like, everyone's only going to know her from Chuck. And then I saw that and went, I think I'm probably in the minority. (laughs) Everyone will know her from Handmaid's Tale and not Chuck. But anyways, so this was an Australian film. This is the the movie from i'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna. <laughs> there you go you can make the ass out of yourself
1: i mean <coughs> as long as i don't sing into the microphone this again? time again <laughs> i don't know what it is there's something about having a microphone in front of you makes you want to sing sure but yeah i'll, I'll do an accent that's fine sounded good right? <laughs> yeah move on
0: let's put another shrimp on the bobby there we go <laughs> now we're talking i'm so sorry australia (laughs) we have australia listeners so very sorry please keep listening don't hate us
1: you can do our southern hick accents
0: which is like the american cliche it's not far off which is the sad thing anyways uh angel of mine so it's about this woman who super depressed she has a son she's going through a divorce or Mm -hmm. is divorced um and she's, like, grieving, but they don't tell you why she's grieving for quite a while. In fact, actually, they don't really tell you until close to the third act of the film. Leading up to that, you just have to guess and assume that, mm. oh, they, they lost a child. Okay. I get it. Yeah. But she, like, she becomes very obsessed with this little girl mm-hmm. that she randomly runs into at a kid's birthday party that her son's at. Mm-hmm. And she, like okay (laughs) i (laughs) i watched the whole movie but as soon as this birthday party scene showed up i very much was like i don't know (laughs) that i can finish this just on a like where are you going with this because you don't want to go down the wrong path i'm very uncomfortable (laughs) and i kept telling myself it's got like mainstream actors like this they can't. <laughs> I was very nervous because she's at this party and she's all awkward, awkwardly walking in between kids playing, and like mm. it's weird. Still but crazy. I mean, there's other adults there, but just the, her whole demeanor is very like you're off put pretty okay. much right off the bat. And she sees this girl playing hide and seek and immediately starts like following her around the house and i was like i don't like this this is very uncomfortable and you have no explanation why she's doing this yeah until a little ways later where you're like she looks at her son and she's got all these birthdays decorations put up in their dining room and she's like we have to celebrate her birthday mm. and the son walks away all pissed off and quiet and you're like Oh, okay. <laughs> they lost a kid. Uh-huh. I, th- I think that's what's going on. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so the whole movie is she's obsessed with this little girl because she becomes convinced that this little girl is her dead daughter. Okay. But this little girl is the daughter of this other family. Mm-hmm. And it's, <laughs> it's. I did not like this movie. (laughs) I was so uncomfortable for pretty much all of it. Yeah. And then the ending came up and I don't recommend this movie. It sucks. So I'll just tell you what the ending. So (laughs) I hate it when movies who have no reason to try and put a twist ending, Mm -hmm. put a twist ending.
2: Yeah. I hate that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like you have no place for this. At no point did you even hint that, oh, here we go. Yeah. This one does it. So Numi Rapace plays the, the grieving mom. And Yvonne, whatever her name is, Yeah. Strahovski. Yeah. I may have pronounced that right. It sounded right to I me. I probably did it wrong, but <laughs> I'm going to say I did it right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, she plays the, the mother of the young girl. And okay. Luke Evans is the husband that has divorced from Numi Rapace. Okay. So, Numi Rapace's character becomes so like obsessed. She's like, "I'm getting a DNA mm-hmm. test done to prove that your daughter is my daughter. You stole her from the burning hospital. Oh yeah, a hospital burned down or something." And she's like, "I listened to my daughter die. I couldn't get there." Yikes! And then her and Yvonne getting this like legitimate fist fight in a dining room Mm -hmm. and they're just kicking the shit out of each other. They're like trying to choke each other. And you're like, kill her. Cause she's psychotic. Like, and then it was one of those where I was like, Oh no, they're totally going to do it. They're totally going to fucking do it. And then Yvonne's character is like, I just heard her crying and I couldn't help myself. Oh no. And you're like, God damn it. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) It is and then she gets her daughter back and everyone's all happy at the happy end. Happy like, the fuck? <laughs> I was uncomfortable, annoyed, mm-hmm. very weary of where that movie was going to go. I mean, there's a whole scene where Numi Rapace shows up at like, I think it's another birthday party. And this is after she's had a restraining order put against her. They've threatened her life if she comes near the family again. Mm-hmm. And then she shows up. She takes the little girl on like a canoe in the middle of a lake far, far away from everybody. And the whole time you're like, Oh my God, yeah. this is going to be a murder suicide scene. Not comfortable with this. Not going to make it. Uh, she doesn't kill the girl, but that just decided I hate this movie. Yeah. The more I talk about it and think about it, the more I'm like, Nope, I fucking hate this movie. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so terrible. <laughs> and the ending with the twist i was like fuck this so much up the stupid fucking ass like no (laughs) so angel of mine don't watch it it's a terrible fucking movie all right
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hate those movies that have that put in a twist for no reason and then also didn't set up any of the possibilities like Uh, yeah (laughs) if they if they at least hinted at it could go this way it could go this way and And you can't figure it out.
0: I really think, I wish they would have ended it with the grieving mom is just psychotic and she's finally like completely broke. Yeah. And then dies because you want her to die because she's annoying and weird and creepy. Yeah. And then like, I heard her crying and I just couldn't help myself. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks. (laughs) Stupid movie. All right. (laughs)
1: Uh, my movie is one of the two movies I was the most excited for and the most lo- the most I was looking forward to the most. Oh, okay. And so it's written by David Mamet, who uh, is based on a play bit written by him, but he also wrote the screenplay. He's written a lot of good stuff. So he wrote my favorite adventure movie, The Edge. Yeah. And The Postman Only Rings Twice, The Untouchables, all these great movies. Yeah. And, But it was also directed by Stuart Gordon, who doesn't hasn't directed anything. The closest thing to anything I've heard of is he did one episode of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show.
0: They made a TV show? Apparently. Wasn't that a cartoon?
1: I don't know. And then he directed this thing called Space Truckers with Dennis Hopper and Stephen Dorff, which looks like Starship Troopers, but it came out a year before it, so it can't really be a ripoff. Oh my God. Um, anyway, so my movie... Is called Edmund, and it has William H. Macy as the lead. Okay. And he plays a guy named Edmund Burke, and it has a lot of people in it. So it has Joe Mantegna in it. It has Denise Richards, Dulé Hill, Julia Stiles. Holy shit. I was pretty excited for this movie. Yeah. And so I started it, and it's kind of opens slowly i guess kind of weirdly and he's just like a normal business guy at the office not like really feeling it not kind of just like not really happy to be there goes to a fortune teller for some reason uh just kind of shows up there i don't think they set up how or why he gets there and um actually the lady who plays the fortune teller is Frances bay the sweet old grandma from happy gilmore
0: seriously yeah <laughs>
1: so she's the fortune teller she's doing like a tarot card when was this made uh
0: 2005 huh i was like because i'm pretty sure she's been dead for a long time well
1: if she died 15 years ago that would be okay i mean it would be okay it's just understandable based on the timeline (laughs) good save good save good save so he's at the tarot card reader and he's getting a tarot card reading he's at the fortune teller getting a tarot card reading and she like lays out a bunch of stuff and then tells him very generically that he's not where he's supposed to be he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing he's not where he's supposed to be and so he just kind of takes that and goes home and breaks up with his wife he's like i don't love you i don't want to be with you and so she gets really upset by that because she thought they were fine. She's right. like, how long? He's like, I mean, I've, I've it's felt this understandable
0: way. to be upset by that. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like, I've felt this way for years. He's like, she's very upset that he's never even told her this. And so he leaves and goes to a bar where he meets Joe Mantegna. And Joe Mantegna is a guy who is like super racist. So the thing that this movie keeps doing is it drops the N-word a lot. And not like in in a weird way, in like a awkwardly sincere way, I guess. So Joe Montana is super like talking about uh, black people. They're watching basketball and he's talking about them and it gets into this whole like race thing, eugenics thing. It's very awkward and weird. And then he like leaves William H. Macy his card, but when William H. Macy looks at it, it looks like a tarot card. Okay. And then he looks at it again and it's like a business card to a club that this guy owns. And okay. I feel like this all that happens several times i feel like it would mean more if i knew what the cards were or if it was explained at any point that this might mean something you feel like it should mean something but it doesn't <laughs> at least to my limited understanding and then he goes and uh goes to the club and it ends up being like a i don't know what you call it it's not like a strip club it's like a But they are like, I guess they're kind of like prostitutes. So Denise Richards is like the girl there. And she's like, comes over and she's like, you should buy me a drink. And he's like, okay. Uh, And he's like, and then she's like, we can go in the back and do whatever you want. He's like, great. And then she's, and then the late girl brings over the drink that he had to buy for Denise Richards. And she's like, that'll be $100. He's like, I'm not paying $100. So. This is a thing that happens a lot is he is very cheap. Okay. He continues to go around trying to buy sex, but doesn't want to pay for it. And so he ends up leaving there. Denise Richards is done for the movie. She has one scene <laughs> and he leaves there, goes to like this thing where this girl's stripping in a, like in a glass box. Yeah. And she's like, give me 10 bucks. And so he's like, okay. And, and then he's like, I don't have 10 bucks. He gives her a 20 and then so she's like starts dancing and then he's really obsessed about getting his change back from her he's like give me my ten dollars (laughs) back you said you would make change and then so he leaves there doesn't get like get anything going on there runs into doula hill on the street who's like doing like uh like a shell game with cards and stuff like so he gets him to like try to bet on it and then uh he bets wrong he sees another tarot card when he flips the card over it's not the queen he's looking for it's a tarot card and then it's the queen that he wasn't supposed to guess. And so he ends up getting beaten up and his whole like ID chain taken <laughs> from him. And then he meets Julia Stiles, who's just a bartender, and somehow convinces her to let him sleep with her for free. Which is what he's apparently
0: been looking for. Yeah,
1: And then, oh, I should have mentioned that he does go to a pawn shop at one point and ends up buying a knife. It So it, it kind of does... The falling down thing, okay. where it's a guy who's just like squared away a business guy who just loses his shit and gets pissed off at everybody and and just can't stand it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But in a very weird, dark like I guess falling down is a dark movie, but it's it's just a much weirder way. And so he ends up sleeping with um Julia Stiles, and then ends up talking about how he kind of like starts repeating or. Feeling all of the racist things that uh right. Joe Montaigne had. And so, and then she's like weirdly supportive of it. And then he ends up killing her. He like stabs her and slashes her. Fuck? And then he ends up trying to go to church and like get redeemed, but he gets arrested by the police outside. And then uh he ends up going to jail. as you do
0: when you murder people
1: yeah they first i don't know how they know but they definitely like they ask him. they're like so why'd you kill that girl and he's like what girl and they're like the girl you killed and then he's like i don't know
0: (laughs) so he admits it right away and they don't have any evidence (laughs) what girl the girl you killed (laughs) oh
1: and so he goes to jail like real real prison jail and then has a has a cellmate and they he, he ends up blowing him having sex with him and then very awkward like and then ends up like in prison in like a relationship they're like cuddling in bed at on the cot and the moral of the story is to oh
0: there is a moral to the story
1: the moral i took is that
0: don't kill bartenders
1: don't yeah just enjoy your life and don't go looking for something better (laughs) because it's not out there you're gonna end up in big trouble (laughs)
0: As you were talking about it, I looked it up. Yeah. Especially when you said uh, Denise Richards has one scene. On the poster for this movie. Everybody
1: but, has one scene. Okay. Except for William H. Macy.
0: Apparently, Mina Savari is in this. That's a Was name she? we haven't... I don't know. That's the poster. I'm showing Jake the poster. You can
1: Oh, see. yeah. She's the... He goes to a prostitute lady, and she wants too much money, and then... And so he was gonna pay her cash um to for, for less because it'll go directly to her. It'll be like under the table. Um, but then he didn't have enough cash and he had to leave. Oh, okay. So she has one scene.
0: Yeah, the poster or the cover for this, big billing.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're like we got a, so bad. We got a lot of people. Sp- a lot of people have and it's not like your movie with a lot of like big names and small roles that are actually meaningful. Right. It's, Big names and small roles that aren't meaningful. I like that. So I was disappointed. Mostly, my expectations were fairly high. Right. But I ended up being disappointed.
0: It kind of sounds disappointing. And it was gross, kind of, too. Well, it sounds gross. Are you sure you want to do another random one? <laughs> because your spins sound very... Uh... On the whole, I feel like I liked them.
1: There was only like... <laughs> the only one, I only didn't like one. I like... I didn't like several of them, but I liked the experience of wanting to like them. I guess if that makes sense.
0: No, it was.
1: <laughs> I was intrigued, you, and it was it was interesting to like just jump into something. It was very fun to
0: just like watch these with no knowledge.
1: Yeah, jump into something. And Yours
0: sounded so.
1: I think that I had a a good mood about it as part of it, so I I jumped into the movies and I was even the ones that weren't good or the ones that were super independent and low budget. Right. I really enjoyed picking out like the little things like I liked that idea.
0: Right. I like
1: that you tried this. I like that. No, I think I'm all for doing
0: this again. (laughs) I wish there was more filter choices on it. That'd be like no prison sex. (laughs) Um.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Less prison sex would be good for next time. All
0: right. Uh, My next one um, I had known about the so it's based on a real story. It's called Christine. It is not the Stephen King <laughs> demon card. Car, yeah. Um, this is based on the true story of Christine Chubbick, I think was her last name. She was the woman in nineteen in the 70s who shot herself live on air. She was the first um, on air suicide. Okay. Which is a weird stat to say that she was the first because <laughs> yeah. that implies that there's been more. Yeah. So I, I had known the real story or known about the real story. I did not know they made a movie about it. I don't think they should have made a movie about it, or at least not the way they did. So this movie, um, they try to show what like depression unchecked Mm -hmm. can do to someone. Mm Mm-hmm. So, she's portrayed as this very obsessive reporter who has been doing these, like, very optimistic human pieces, Mm -hmm. and her boss wants her to do grittier, more dirty, sensationalized pieces. Okay. They never really expand on that, but anyway, so the movie portrays her as overbearing, just she's not a pleasant human being Mm -hmm. when I was watching this I I kept getting the sense like I feel like this might not be correct Mm -hmm. so I was looking some tidbit stuff up on this and from what I read from the people that knew this woman Mm -hmm. said that she was actually very pleasant to be around and that her taking her life was complete shock no one really saw it coming they all knew that she had been kind of going through some shit yeah but she was she like apparently made it a point to be a pleasant human being to try and boost people up around her the movie does not Mm. portray her like that and i felt it was very unfortunate and i was like if you're gonna make a movie where you're trying to show what kind of mental illness can do to someone yeah maybe do it intelligently Mm -hmm. you know
1: I feel like it would have been a much better angle to do it with. Oh, we had no idea. Yeah, that's a kind of thing that the people watching it can take a message away that you don't always know what people are going through and right. reach out and. And all that
0: stuff. I, I feel that would have been more respectful. I, yeah. I don't know. I could be off base, but I feel if I was the family of this woman, I yeah. would be very disheartened at how this movie was portrayed or made. Yeah um it's got a pretty good cast michael c hall is in it okay and i was like oh shit i haven't seen him since
1: the i stopped days. watching
0: dexter in like season <laughs> six or whatever it was but yeah um it it's not no it, it is a bad movie because i felt the way they approached all this stuff was not well done it's a well-made movie so the
1: yeah
0: how they made it is pretty good but the movie itself i did not enjoy i felt it was really disrespectful and uh yeah i just when it ended i was like wow i'm (laughs) not not in good of a mood this sucks
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's unfortunate (laughs) yeah um so my next movie christy wanted me to say something funny about it so i found it i found it on like we found all the other ones and i I put it on so a couple of these i tried to watch with her and i tried to get her to like because a couple of them i thought she would like sincerely all right and this is one of them because it's like a thriller movie and um the the like little details i saw about it looked interesting and so i was interested to watch it and so i put it on She was like what's this i was like i don't know let's just see what it is and so we're watching it and there's an opening scene where... So the movie is called Ruthless Realtor. And... Sounds awesome. And the opening scene is, like, it's all dark in this house. Okay. And there's, like, someone with, like, a hood and a mask, and they're fighting this guy, and they're, like, spraying stuff in his face, and they're, like, tussling, and the guy's trying to escape, and he ends up, like, getting, like, attacked and killed, and um, I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool movie. And... And then, like, the opening titles and everything happened. And Christy's like, is this a Lifetime movie? Oh, no. I was like, why would you say that? What makes you think this is a Lifetime movie? And so I look it up. It is a Lifetime movie. It's a Lifetime movie. movie. She's like, it just, they feel a certain way. They
0: do have, I've I've only ever seen, like, two. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Lifetime movies have a very specific, like, they yep
1: yeah (laughs) and so this is a lifetime movie and it's about it's about this ruthless realtor and so this there's this girl who is trying to sell this house and this couple like comes up and they're like a couple from the city they're not even really looking for a house but they decide to come look at this house and they end up really liking it and she's like oh well it's not technically for sale yet And there's a lady who's trying to buy it off-market. She's the town pharmacist, and she, like, inherited the pharmacy from her family. Um, But I'll try to take care of it for you and give you this house. Or let you be the ones to buy it, basically. Block out this other buyer. And they're like, oh, that's great. And so they end up buying the house. And then the realtor is, like, super obsessive about this family. Like, even after everything's done and they've moved in, she keeps coming over, and she's, like, really you can tell she's really lonely. She's really like, she really likes they have a relationship and she's jealous of the relationship. And she kind of wishes the husband was like, she had a husband like that. And the husband is really kind of funny. Like I liked him in the movie. He's kind of a, he's not a much of a focus. It definitely focuses on the wife and then the realtor and then the pharmacist, but the scenes he has, he's pretty funny. And, uh, but she's, yeah, she's really obsessive about it. And so she ends up, like, coming by more and more. And they're like, okay. okay, this is enough. You need to stop. And she doesn't stop. She just keeps, like... And then she, like, breaks in at night. And she's like, no, there was somebody outside your house. I needed to break in and make sure you're okay. And, like, tell you. And they don't believe her that there's anybody. They're like, no, it was you. You were out right. there. <laughs> and so... um, and so she ends up like getting arrested and going to jail. And they do like a little montage where she's like, no, I'm innocent. And she gets like law books and <laughs> and like public records and all this stuff. Okay. And then she comes and presents it to the wife and she's like or the wife comes to her because she's in jail. And she's like, um, the house that you're in. Remember when you bought it, I told you that the original owner just disappeared. And that's why I was trying to sell it. Well, it turns out that the like the people before them disappeared. Like the the and they had a daughter, and the daughter is the pharmacist girl who wanted to buy the house. Bah,
0: bah, bah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and
1: then and so they're like trying to figure all that out. And then uh, so a big thing that happens in the movie is there's rolling blackouts in this community. Okay. And um. And so the the power keeps going out at different times and she's in jail and they're all like just glad that she's in jail. And then the police come by and they're like, she escaped. And they're like, whoa, how'd that happen? (laughs) And so they post a policeman outside of their house and then uh, the blackout comes and then the policeman ends up getting killed. Like it's pretty brutal. He gets shot and he gets killed and it's really awesome. And then... um, (laughs) And then, so they're like, oh, no. And they do the thing where they're like, they they discover that the policeman's dead. The husband and yeah. wife discover it together. And he's like, I need to go in the house and um, figure out if, like, the power has been cut or if it's just a blackout. Yeah. And then she's like, well, let's go together. He's like, no, you stay here. <laughs> because if there were two of us, we could overpower a single person. But if we go <laughs> alone... <laughs> we have much better chances. Yeah. And so, so she stays and then she, she ends up getting knocked out by the, the prowler and taken to the basement. And there's this big reveal that not only is the person that wanted to buy the house the pharmacist, right. but it's also the person with the mask and the, who's had the spray in the beginning who like, well yeah, you gotta bring that, that back. Yeah. And she could do it because she's a pharmacist. She made this like, spray to knock people out because of the drugs and stuff and then she has this big reveal about she tears down this wall and there's dead bodies behind it she's like the family those are my parents i killed them (laughs) and she has a really creepy scene where she's like petting the mom's head and like kissing it and like playing with her hair and she's like decayed and like a skeleton and uh and then her dad's there and then there's another guy who's the previous owner and he's there and she's like i'm gonna put you in here too she's trying to buy the house to like collect all these bodies and so other people wouldn't find them and then uh, yeah everything ends up working out and um, the realtor ends up getting redeemed and the the family lives a lovely life in that house and ends up selling it later and the person she sells it to she meets a nice guy and falls in love and they end up happily ever after
0: oh my god spoiler alert (laughs) it
1: is a heavily lifetime movie but it was kind of fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was definitely it did the thing where it did a better I th- a job I think of trying to s- it may have tried to sell you too hard on the fact that the realtor was bad yeah right but it kind of did the could go this way could go that way a little bit um not as much as it should have but it was it was a little bit fun <laughs> uh,
0: my next one you know there are some independent movies that come out or that are shown and you're like, did you even have like $500 to make this movie? <laughs> this was one of them.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but they somehow got tons of big names to do one scene cameos essentially. Okay. Um, and it was directed by Bob Odenkirk. Oh. Right, yeah. so when I saw his name on it, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this should be hilarious. And it wasn't. It really <laughs> sucks. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm actually not surprised by that. I feel like I've definitely seen seri- a lot of serious things by Bob Odenkirk.
0: Yeah, well, this, like, so it's based on a play. The movie's called Melvin Goes to Dinner. Okay. Uh, It's about this guy, Melvin, yeah, who goes to have dinner with one of his really good friends, and they're two other people there so it's like four of them Mm -hmm. uh and his friend knows the one woman and she's friends with the other woman and so they're at dinner together and there's like so they have this waitress and if i remember right she's the opening of the scene is this waitress, and they're like she hasn't noticed we don't have menus yet I wonder, they come across real pretentious, real piece of shit people. Yeah. And you're like, I don't think I like these guys. (laughs) And then, so the movie is, the whole movie is just a conversation at this dinner table in this tiny restaurant. With like little spliced in flashbacks, depending on what story Mm -hmm. each individual person is saying. Um, Which I didn't mind that for the most part. I mean, so you've got quick cameos by Jack Black. Jenna Fisher, Maura Tierney, Fred Armisen, David Cross, and a complete blink and you will miss him. It's a legitimate one of those. But James Gunn okay. is in this. Wow. For like profile shot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I think he has one line. Interesting. But uh, Jack Black's scene is the best part of the movie. Mm hmm. And I'm not just saying that because I really like Jack Black, but it's really just the only good scene in the movie. <laughs> uh, but this movie becomes very pro adultery. Oh, and that was weird for me. Yeah, <laughs> and was, I did not enjoy it. And it as soon as I realized that they were like mm-hmm. in support of that, I very much
2: <laughs>
0: kind of like mentally checked out from this movie yeah because i just yep nope not for me
1: yeah (laughs) that's interesting
0: yeah and it's this one's not even 90 minutes i think it's like 85 minutes or something like that or maybe even 80 yeah um it definitely has a you could tell that they watched clerks a lot and were like, <laughs> let's just recreate clerks. But around a dinner table mm-hmm. with way less witty dialogue, <laughs> way less funny moments. <laughs> it just there was I I did not like Melvin goes to dinner, which sucked because all the cameo scenes of these people. I was like, you guys are all hilarious. Yeah why are you in this movie? And I was like, and I was really shocked Bob Odenkirk cause he's hilarious. And I was really shocked that he directed this and it just, it, yeah, it was a, this one was a dud and I was like, this sucks.
1: <laughs> That's so unfortunate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They try to redeem the whole thing. So I would not recommend this. So I'm totally going to spoil it cause yeah. it sucks. It's stupid. But, uh, so, the friend Melvin is having, is in a relationship with a married woman, and they have to set, like, timers so that she can get home in time, so that mm. her husband doesn't find out. And, like, they have a pager. So, it was made yeah. in 2003. So, pagers were <laughs> technically still around, but on the major decline. Yeah. Um. And then his best friend is married shares this whole story of him going to Vegas and almost hooking up with two women at the same time. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then he's like, they didn't come to my hotel room and I woke up still fully dressed. So I didn't, nothing happened. But then you find out he's sleeping with and wanting to have children with the other woman at the table. Mm -hmm. And they're like in love, (laughs) but he's cheating on his wife with her and they want to have kids together. It's, and then another friend starts talking about how she sees the ghost of this kid that she killed when she was a teenager that she ran over some they get into a religious debate and it's very like this movie is so stupid and then the waitress is like a complete bitch and the whole time every scene she's in you're like if any waiter or waitress said anything that she just did they'd be Hmm. fired on the spot but this waitress is like all for it yeah (laughs) i hate this movie don't watch it
1: uh it's interesting you mentioned the adultery thing because <laughs> my next movie also has
0: adultery in it. Oh, look at that! <laughs> Does it support it and make it seem like it a... doesn't
1: condemn it?
0: Okay, so it's that's kind of the same thing. It did. <laughs> it did
1: feel just as awkward and uncomfortable for me. Um, my next movie is probably the biggest movie on my list, or the the best made, biggest name ensemble cast movie on my list. Oh, okay. And I feel like I might have heard of it, but I don't know. It also may be a generic name. You may have heard of it. It's called Men, Women, and Children. I have heard of this movie. Okay. Written and directed by Jason Reitman, who also wrote and directed Thank You for Smoking Up in right. the Air, Juno, all that stuff. Doesn't this one have Adam Sandler in it? It has Adam Sandler in it. It's got, got a shite load of people in it. So it's got...
0: I never saw it, but I totally know what movie you're talking about. It has
1: Adam Sandler in it, Um, Jennifer Garner... Uh, Judy Greer so Emma Thompson is the narrator of it it's okay. it kind of at points feels weirdly like Stranger Than Fiction right for that reason okay but in a more perverted way <laughs> so the main the main theme of the movie is it's about relationships and technology kind of okay are the two main kind of keys And so it's about a bunch of different people. Uh, Like it's a massive cast. There's also (laughs) Dennis Haysbert is in it. He's uh, and then J.K. Simmons is in it. Uh, uh, Ansel Elbert is in it. Rosemary DeWitt is in it. The other, the youngest daughter from Last Man Standing, Caitlin Dever is in it. So that's two out of three daughters. (laughs) Two out of three daughters from that show is in in my movies. Um, And so all of these different adults and high schoolers have different relationships with each other and they all kind of all kind of rotate i guess around technology okay and so um so like adam sandler's character he's a husband and he's kind of disconnected from his wife and he like porn is a big thing like they show like like porn websites and stuff all there and he's like his son has like porn search history and stuff and he ends up his kind of arc is that he and his wife are kind of estranged and he ends up through going to these porn sites finds like an escort site and ends up like going out to meet a prostitute but at the exact same time his wife who is also unhappy like posts herself on ashley madison and like goes out to meet a guy.
0: What is Ashley Madison? You
1: never heard of Ashley at Madison? No. Ashley Madison was I only know about it because there was a there was a big thing a year ago, two years ago, where like they got hacked and all of the like account names and numbers got leaked, and okay. so there was like like everybody who'd ever signed up to you do it. Um, it's like a I think it's like an escort finding site or like a kind of a dating site, but generally for people who just want to hook up or people that are married. I'm not sure exactly what the rules are, but
0: well, that sounds
1: terrible. Yeah, it wasn't great. And, um, so she puts herself on there and I thought for a little bit, it was going to go to the, like, um, that song where they like post both they post personal ads in the newspaper and ends up like meeting each other. Right. Um, they were already together and they end up refalling in love. I thought it was going to do that. It doesn't do that. She goes and has sex with Dennis Haybert, who's, I mean, I love his like he's awesome, <laughs> but not her husband, obviously. And then he meets, he goes and hooks up with this girl, and then he later ends ends up finding her page on Ashley Madison because he's also he's looking for us because he's also on there. And uh, so he ends up finding out that she's going out and meeting guys. She she meets another guy later on, like she's meeting lots of guys, and. Um, he like goes to the bar gets a drink lets her know that he's there knows that he know, lets her know that he knows and then goes home and then they the reason they don't really like condemn it is they just kind of she's like tries to explain it he's like no i get it like i've made the same mistakes yeah i because he was cheating on her at the same time um and they kind of resolve it but kind of mostly don't resolve it <laughs> um and then there's all these other stories going on at the same time so Jennifer Garner's character, she's, like, a super overbearing mom who uh, has, like, all of the – she's got, like, key loggers on her daughter's computer so like, like capture all of the keys that her daughter's types. She, like, yeah. has access to all of her accounts. Her text messages that her daughter gets goes to her phone, too, so she can, like, delete them if a boy texts her or um, if there's, like, any sort of conversation she's not comfortable with. She's just, like, very protective right. of her, like, online – life um which i mean there's a certain level that's good and there's a certain level that's bad and she crosses definitely over into the bad side (laughs) and then um and then all the like teenagers they're like trying to trying to get their first kiss trying to like lose their virginity like all of this stuff and one of the girls is like so judy greer's daughter is like trying to be a model actress so she has like a website for like modeling stuff But then she kind of – you see that she has, like, a website where she, like, will sell photos, kind of like an OnlyFans thing. Okay. But you find out later that her mom kind of accidentally pushed her into it because people were offering to pay for her modeling stuff, like private modeling sessions, quote-unquote. And uh, she obviously regrets that when her, she gets turned down because the modeling agency that she's like a legit modeling agency turns her down and they're like, you can't have that. Our right. clients don't want that. <laughs> and so she her ruins her daughter's future, I guess, kind of. Um, and they kind of try to wrap it all up in this. So a thing that they kind of keep bringing up and the thing they close on is out there's like zooms into outer space and talks about Carl Sagan's pale blue dot thing. And, um, they kind of, I guess the space thing also has to do with the satellites. Cause that ties into the right. technology and stuff and communication, but it's most, it's, it's, it's kind of not paid off enough, but it's, it's not bad. It's by any means, it's just not as good as it could have
0: been, I guess, in some ways, right. which is weird to say, well, I, I don't, don't have
1: like- any specific criticisms, but,
0: it almost sounds like they were trying to almost make a movie about like the dangers of the internet when mm-hmm. you're not
1: yeah all there or I like think it's, when you're
0: not stable or something.
1: I think it's yeah, it's partly the internet. It's also partly partly that we have such ext- extensive ability to communicate and are all, and are at the same time can be. So separated or right. so distant from each other, right? Um, when we don't necessarily need to be, or that it we, people are dealing with new problems nowadays that they didn't have back then. That's yeah. also part of it. Um, I think that it's my only, I guess, criticism is that the the movie as a whole is very broad and it focuses on a lot of different things and it's not as concise or it's kind of just like these people's lives, nothing really so you don't really like connect
0: or, to any of them.
1: Not too much, no. Okay. I'd say the one you connect to mostly is the uh, the Ansel, uh, Ansel Elbert Elgore's character. He's he like plays o- online MMOs with his friends, people he's met online. He's never right. met in real life, IRL, as we learned last week. Um, and that's something they say in the movie, he's talking to a therapist He's like RL and I was like, I know what that is. Um, but he, he does, he wants to do that more than he wants to play football, which is what his dad wants him to do. And so he doesn't have any like real life friends, but he has these online friends and he discovers like through Facebook that his mom is getting remarried and, um, she didn't tell them. And so there's a lot of like, and he is like, he's trying to connect with the daughter of Judy Greer who is or not Judy Greer of uh, Jennifer Garner who's very protective and not wanting to go out and talk to him and stuff and so they actually Jennifer Garner ends up kind of talking to him because she's getting off her daughter's texts and um, you kind of connect there most I think that's kind of the heart of the movie the rest of it's kind of some of it is I don't know it's just kind of awkward (laughs) but it was good it wasn't great (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i had heard of that one in fact i i think i kind of remember the seeing the trailer mm-hmm. it came out quite a while ago didn't it or maybe not quite a while uh
1: 2014 okay. six years yeah. six
0: years ago um and i remember being like oh i bet that could be a real interesting movie and mm-hmm. then i never saw it <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it's 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 weird to hear emma thompson as a narrator like using a lot of filthy language in some senses where she's being very direct about these people problems or the things they're seeing or doing or it's weird
0: i think i'm gonna put that as like a note to just watch but Mm -hmm. maybe not for the whole movie but emma thompson narrating it is just really good yeah (laughs) that's for sure
1: can't go wrong
0: um the last one i watched right we're on the final one yep um this one, I I don't know how to feel about this movie. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. <laughs> I think it had a ton of potential, mm-hmm. and they just never pulled the trigger on it. Okay. Um. So I watched it. It's called One B R.
1: The number one B R. E-
0: yes. Okay. So it's like one bedroom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that's exactly what it is. It's just but the title is one B R. Yeah. Um, so it's about this young woman who has like ditched her dad and stepmom for unknown reasons. Mm-hmm. They just chalk it up to her dad's an asshole for unknown reasons. <laughs> okay. And she bails out of there. I forget what state they're from, but she goes to LA mm-hmm. to start her life anew. Mm-hmm. She gets a job as a temp at some place that they do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her boss is a bitch. That one, you know, <laughs> yeah. her boss is a bitch. <laughs> and she has a coworker who doesn't take no shit. Okay. <laughs> and is also kind of a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, And then she she moves into this apartment. It's like this uh, apartment complex. And really, it's so if you've been to L.A., you know what a lot of their apartment complexes kind of look like. Yeah. And it was funny watching this movie because when my brother and his wife moved out to L.A. 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. I, I helped them move and I went out there with them. The apartment complex that is in the movie Mm -hmm. resembled (laughs) a lot of what their first apartment complex looked like. It's not the same place, but it looked a lot like it. Mm -hmm. And it freaked me out just seeing that because (laughs) I was like, I did not like their first apartment. Yeah. And then this movie. So the movie is basically Midsummer mixed with the Belco experiment. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds
1: kind of
2: cool. It's
0: like, the premise is pretty neat. So it's, she moves in and immediately, like, things are kind of off. Mm -hmm. The whole complex is very community-based, which immediately when they, like, they do this big old gathering dinner mm-hmm. thing immediately you're like oh this is like a cult and then yeah. you find out like no it is a cult no
1: neighbors do this ever
0: <laughs> yeah they all know each other they're way too friendly and I'm like yeah this this isn't real no no this is a cult yeah and uh so she like she catches on obviously they force her into the cult so she is not okay. volunteer like she doesn't volunteer to be a part of it she's forced into it yeah and i don't typically do well with cult style things yeah this one was the most bearable for me because they never really pulled the trigger on going full yeah like culty okay uh i can say that only because like i've learned so much about <laughs> real life cults and how fucked up they actually are and how wrong they are and how terrifying they are. And this one, you can tell, like, we want to show that, but we're going to back off. They do. I mean, there's one very violent sequence in it. Yeah. Where they nail a woman's hands to a wall. Oh, and she has to stand in a, like really uncomfortable position. That's forced to cause pain in someone okay. over a prolonged period of time and they she has to stand at this wall for days on end mm-hmm. so that part you're like yeah that's pretty brutal and whatnot but it wasn't a bad movie mm-hmm. it's i mean go ahead and watch it like if you've got an hour and a half mm-hmm. it it's not a complete waste and where i said the belco experiment aspect come from it there's a scene where the main girl is sitting next to a guy and they're watching all these security cams of all the apartments. Yeah. Cause they're testing her to see if she'll put community before herself. Okay. Um, and she sees a camera watching them and she's like, well, who's watching us? And the guy next to her is like, don't look at that. Just don't ask questions. And then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a big scheme to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they expand on that a little bit more later on in the movie. I didn't hate this one, so I won't spoil the ending to it, but it was, it's definitely one where when it ends, you're like, oh, you should have gone a little further with this one. And it's, yeah, so it was an interesting one. It, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. It was just kind of like,
1: yeah. There's potential, but it didn't necessarily fulfill it. Yeah, they just
0: never pulled that trigger on going full, like, let's really make you uncomfortable and really freak you out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Uh, Okay, my last one, it might be my favorite one that I watched. Oh, okay. It's definitely not the best made one, though. (laughs) But it was
0: your your favorite.
1: Yeah, it's my personal favorite. It's... So I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime, and it's... Amazon Prime does a funny thing where when you watch things you can like see trivia about what you're watching if yeah. you turn it on. This only has one trivia thing because it's such a unknown low budget movie and the trivia that it had was no humans were harmed during the making of this film. <laughs> it's and I think it kind of fits when you know more about it. So the movie is called Bugged. Oh, Bugged. Bugged.
0: Okay, not bug. Just not bug. Bugged, Because for a second I was like, I've seen Bug. That movie's (laughs) weird. Oh, no, not Bug. Bugged
1: is a movie. It's a comedy horror sci-fi movie. And it's written and directed and edited and produced and stars the same guy. All right. So it's kind of like his little passion project. Uh, It's the only full-length movie credit that he has. And (laughs) it feels like... He intentionally tried to make a cult, like a cult fallen horror movie. So he
0: tried to force a cult classic.
1: Yeah. Like he intentionally tried to make one that would be in some ways, but also, I mean, it didn't have the budget to do anything better either. So, (laughs) but he kind of, I mean, just kind of knows what he had, know what he could do, kind of leaned into it. And I, I think that's mostly why I like it is. Okay. The things that it does well are the things that should be done well. The things okay. that make it likable. And so it's, it's about... Um, it opens up with this whole thing about this scientist and how he's trying to find this serum to make animals more intelligent.
0: What is it called? Bugged. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, did we did a whole thing us? about it. We did. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> and so he's <laughs> he's doing this serum thing to like find out how, how to, to figure out how to make animals more intelligent and he ass, he, he, <laughs> he moves past like he's trying to get the his project moved past animal trials into human trials okay, so that he can like increase human intelligence but the FDA which is just like people behind a table right. um won't let him they'll say that he's like his like all of his, like, uh, findings in science is not to their level, and so he takes it upon himself to start testing it on himself. Okay. And so he does, and for a little while, it definitely increases intelligence. And the way they show that it increases his intelligence is that he's, like... At home with his wife and he's typing really fast but he's typing so fast he's just kind of smacking all the keys
0: which is one of my favorite things uh-huh. about typing in movies yeah
1: and then and then yeah it's like super exaggerated yes okay one.
0: i had to look it up
1: <laughs> and then uh his like wife possibly assistant also she's like here can you do these calculations for me we need to get just do some calculations because yeah. that's what you do in science um, and he's like, yeah, sure. And he just starts like going down. and' is, like writing, like just answers, jotting answers down. She's like, wow, you didn't need a calculator. You don't need a computer. And he's like, no, math's always been a really strong point for me. Kind of plays it off. And, and then, so he's just like getting really good and really fast and really smart at stuff. And then the side effects that the FDA warned about, like start kicking in and he starts kind of mutating. Okay, and the effects in this movie are kind of good. Like they're kind of really good, <laughs> especially for the budget that it has. So that they like mutate him, and the prosthetics and stuff they use for the special effects look cool. Okay, and he ends up like, um, he ends up dying from it. He shouldn't have injected it, and so the serum that they use, they're trying to dispose of. Right, and so they these delivery guys are trying to. To take it away and they end up getting in a car crash and then it like um, it, it mutates a couple more people and they like turn into kind of monster things <laughs> and then the the rest of the serum eventually gets to this exterminator place I think delivered by accident I'm not sure why it would be going there on purpose and they're like oh that's the new serum we've been waiting for it's supposed to just dissolve bugs it'll be really perfect and they're like, you two guys, you take the new stuff. The rest of you use up what you have of the old stuff. Mm-hmm. And so these two guys, the main uh, characters, they load up on this new serum and they go to this girl's house. And they, cause she had bugs and she's like a a writer. She's a she's a poet, like a famous poet. Okay. And that no one's ever no one can name any famous poets but these guys (laughs) one of them is like oh i know her she's like i recognize her she's like amazing i love her and uh and then his partner he tells his partner about it and the partner steals it and he's like oh i love your poetry like he like starts hitting (laughs) on her like we should we should go out and she's like oh that's nice and then can kind of figure out that he's not that sincere. He's not actually a fan. And then this other guy says the same thing, but he actually is a fan and they end up, (laughs) the romances between them is kind of cute. But the thing that happens is they spray these bugs and go home. And then the next day she's like, you didn't kill the bugs. They're even bigger than before. (laughs) And so they have to come back and their boss comes back and some more people come back and they end up getting trapped in this house with these giant mutated bugs that are like, Puppets or stuffed animals, kind of, and um, and they're they're, like surrounding the house Mm -hmm. and like they're in the basement and they're attacking people and killing people and it's really kind of awesome and fun. (laughs) I'm
0: gonna have to watch this one. And
1: (laughs) it's yeah, it's so 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 low budget, but I really like what they were going for and what they tried. And some of the jokes are funny. Like there are certainly jokes in it that made me laugh. Um, There's a there's a thing when someone gets electrocuted that's really funny. There's I I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's pretty darn fun. Um, there's something about the chicken that I didn't get at first, but when you do get the chicken thing, it's really funny. <laughs> um, kind of self-referential, and it's so bugged is probably my favorite experience of this, and uh, it's campy and cheap <laughs> it, and fun.
0: It sounds right up my alley. So. I feel like I have to watch. There's that like one. a
1: Looney Tunes moment with the pipe bomb, where the <laughs> the the bugs they throw a bomb into the room, and then the bugs open the door and throw it back out. It's really funny. I yeah, recommend. Bugged. I'm gonna have to watch. That. Of all the movies on my list, I recommend that one the most.
0: That was, that's all of them. That's a random that ten. That was list. a random ten. So you just said Bugged was the one you enjoyed the most. Or? Yeah. Okay. The I, one that I
1: would feel like some certain people would definitely enjoy. Yeah. And I mean, it's probably not for everybody. You have to like be horror or whatever, but it's fun.
0: Which if you listen to our guilty pleasures episode, you know, I am all for those. Yeah. I will be checking that one out. (laughs) I think the best one that I watched was irreplaceable. You, Mm -hmm. um, I think the one that I had the most fun watching would probably have been color out of space yeah it was just so fucking weird and i think that's what i enjoyed the most about Mm -hmm. it was just it doesn't mean to be like comedic but because of the nature of that movie it it is but yeah this it, it was very i know we were both posting some memes and stuff online like you had the one from Elf of wow, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> and I did the the Ryan Reynolds one where he just looks so confused. Those are very accurate reactions that I feel we both had.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I also, I mean, we tend to tease the episode during the week. This one was
0: a tough one. You can't <laughs> tease this one.
1: Yeah, I kept googling like random movie. How do I possibly? I
0: tried. So I tried looking up like gifs for it Mm -hmm. and i just wrote random movies Mm -hmm. and then it just kept giving me like actual scenes from random movies and i was like well that's not what i meant (laughs) but i get why you're showing me those i (laughs) think it's my
1: fault for asking right i think
0: the best one was the first one you posted where it's uh batman and robin the old adam west running and then you've got Ace Ventura tackling a guy in the background.
1: Also running. I was, kind of mashed him up. I was yeah. like, that seems random.
0: And that when I saw that, I immediately was like, Yeah. 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 That, yeah, yeah. that sums it up. <laughs> so what do you think? Do we continue doing this like you were hoping? I'd be Maybe, open to yeah, it. Me too.
1: I I think that it's definitely fun. I i want to say it's not like a bad thing if you break the rules but so far it's been a bad thing (laughs) i think just seeing new things and that we wouldn't have normally watched
0: i would say be interesting this definitely i mean everyone knows that there's like an endless amount of movies out there yeah doing like spinning that when it was working for me i'm telling you it must have glitched or something because it started giving me The same four or five movies over and over and over again. And they were big movies. Yeah. I own these. Stop it. (laughs) Like, it's amazing when you lose a lot of time hitting that spin button. Yeah. Just to get one random movie. Yeah. That I haven't seen or heard of.
1: Yeah. And it had a, I think it had an option for like, if you wanted a specific rating or like eight stars and yeah a and, and i just I said give me anything
0: we, that was an early choice we were both on board of like any rating because yeah. if we try to have too good of a rating we're gonna get mm. like we know what movies will show up yeah um
1: see i would say i'm open to what the listeners think if you liked this and you want to hear another one
0: kind of like random shit will <laughs> yeah i mean honestly even though i would say only really enjoying a couple movies out of 10 Mm -hmm. you would almost say like well that was a failure of a (laughs) of a trial thing but i I don't know i I would do it again just because there's so many more movies out there random movies out there to watch and there's constantly new ones coming out Mm -hmm. even with productions being shut down they're still like oh no we have this one coming out and this yeah. one. so i would totally do it again
1: yeah it, it i think i've we've mentioned it before but it's really hard to make a good movie there are yeah sometimes literally millions of people involved <laughs> and it takes a lot of people to have the same vision to do the same thing yeah to work together to make it good
0: well in this one uh I think what was really fun with this is, yeah, I seem to notice a trend primarily with like very independent film. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do like independent movies. There's really nothing wrong with independent. Mm -hmm. And this one really kind of showed like how many I haven't heard of. So it it makes me curious because I know there's a lot of independent movies out there that are Mm -hmm. really fucking good. that I've never heard of yet. So I'm, that would be my biggest intrigue to doing it again is like
2: mm-hmm.
0: hopefully tapping into those yeah and hopefully avoiding samurai cat where <laughs> it just sits in the forest <laughs>
1: yes that is the key is please avoid samurai cat
0: or for me the girl on the third floor i fucking hated that i movie. have to see it to see it if it's was that so bad.
1: dumb it's so dumb i can't wait to see it and see if it's that bad it's
0: so bad <laughs> all right we don't have any. There's no. Uh, there's no honorable mention. No honorable mentions that's on all. this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Random ten.
1: Thank you, everybody.
0: Thank you. Go do all the, the social yeah, stuff. Yeah. Go do
1: all the stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Talk to you guys <laughs> next time.